conditions. John Dixon is from the union. We do apologise to parents that they've been put in this position, but the responsibility lies with the Secretary of State and not taking action can cause more uh, problems for the education service in the future if we don't make progress. The search for the missing Malaysian airliner has resumed. Weather conditions improved in the southern Indian Ocean, where the wreckage of the aircraft is now thought to be. The government is insisting there are no plans to close Bedford Magistrates Court, despite proposals to move most cases to Luton. Opponents claim downgrading it to handle only family court services is a significant step towards a full closure. Bedford's Conservative MP Richard Fuller raised the case in the Commons last night and was backed by his Conservative colleague, the North East Bedfordshire MP Alistair Burt. It looks like a duck, it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it's a duck. It's a closure. The number of people now known to have died when a small town was swept away by a massive landslide in the American Northwest has risen to 24. Scores of people remain unaccounted for. One person has been taken to hospital after a house fire in Hertfordshire in the early hours of this morning. Crews were called to Aldenham Road in Elstree at about 1.30. Three people escaped from the house after a fire in the utility room. The actress Gwyneth Paltrow has separated from her husband of 10 years, the Coldplay singer Chris Martin. She made the announcement on her website. In sport, Luton have taken another huge step towards promotion. Griffiths picks up now for Luton. 1-1, it remains. Oh. Great try, hits the post. And then it's converted by Benson. And he has scored after Griffiths hits the post. It's Grimsby 1, Luton 2. John still sides. Hurry up. Sorry, Simon, to interrupt. We're just running out of time a little bit for this bulletin. So if you could just speed it up a little bit, please, mate. Thank you. John still sides. 17 points clear at the Jeez. top of the conference. 17, that is in. Milton Keenstone's playoff hopes suffered a setback as they lost 1-0 attempt to Gillingham. Watford conceded a stoppage time equaliser in a 3-all draw attempt to Blackburn. Wickham remain in relegation trouble after a 1-0 defeat at Burton. Luton, 17 OK, Simon, we're going to have to end the bulletin there. We're out of time. Thank you very much for that. Unbelievable. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a nice place to bring a family. It's all about where you live. Garden City, you know you have gardens, you have trees, you have flower beds. It's quite a nice community, actually. The people who come here are always really nice. All this week, we're featuring Letchworth. It's a really decent town. The people here are really friendly. I think it's a decent town. It is lovely. It's hearts and bucks. It's a decent town. BBC Three Counties Radio. For those, listen, for those who think I was being rude to Simon Oxley. You were. I was. Yeah. Uh, but only because we have money involved in this. We got five pounds. He tricked me. He tricked me into doing a bet with him. And I bet that Luton wouldn't go up into another league championship See, thing. That's not the way I remember it. I remember no. you trying to trick him. Thinking no, it you was being tricky. It wasn't. Uh, anyway, there's still the there's, least trickiest bet ever. There is still plenty of time for Luton to muff this up and for that five pounds to sit fresh in my warm pocket. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning, including... Let me have a look see what we're talking about this morning. Strangers, strikes and strident gardeners. Wowzers. I've got a bit of an upset stomach as well. I don't think we'll Good. be... We won't be discussing that too much, but there's something. Hey, my little boy... I told you this. My little boy, I'm so proud of my youngest boy. He fell asleep standing up yesterday whilst he was doing a poo. Yeah, that's my boy! Did you write that in his special book? Yes, I did. Development book. I did. He was, I was so proud of him. He was hanging onto the clothes horse and he was... <laughs> Why did they do that? He was a heaving and a hoving and then he fell asleep. <laughs> Good for him. 08459 455 555. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. There it's we the go. doll's house in our house. Really? Yeah, that's the place. Oh, he's not very well, bless him. He's got, they've got this horrible bug. I say they've got it. They've given it to me. We've all got this horrible bug. Thanks to, thanks to them. So I get my pleasures where I can. And that was being proud of my son for falling asleep standing up whilst doing a number two. Come on, guys. How many can say that their kids can do that? Oh, truly yes. amazing child. Oh, eight, four, five, nine. Morning, Kelly. You're right, Cuz. Morning. You're right. Yes. Are you? You're looking quite perky this morning. I'm always perky. You're always wearing that uh, jersey as well, aren't you? I haven't worn this for ages. It's been the wash. Okay. It's it's woolen. How, how, how are you one pair of jeans? They're they're drying now. Oh, He's wearing his school trousers. Got school, <laughs> school trousers on today. Yep. I've got a little bit of yogurt. I think that it's yogurt. Had since school. Sorry. That you've had since school. Yep, yep, I can still fit into them. Mm. I can still fit. In. You're, you're all right, are you? I am. Are you? Sh- I'm I'm great. Should we start the show? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Should we start it with a song, or are we going to straight into the item? Should we? I think we start with a go. Oh, okay. After three. One. Two. Well, no, three. hang on, no, hang on. Oh. We're, 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 let's start with the song because. Hang on a second. Let me just fill this down here. Can go by the monkeys. No, hang on a second. Go oh, fucking sex. Right. So, okay. Start us with a go. Okay. One, One two. Go. 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 Hey, hey, mercy, woman, plays a song and no one listens. I need you. Graham Parsons, forget your birds. Nesmith is inventing country rock there. 
sings like Huckleberry Hound, doesn't he? He does sing a little bit like Huckleberry Hound, yes. Now, listen, this is a very serious story. And I'm surprised when this came to light yesterday. Police are stepping up patrols in Bedfordshire in light of a series of reports of a man targeting girls on the way to and from school. The accounts of a stranger following and in some cases grabbing children in Dunstable and Leighton Buzzard are now being linked with police issuing descriptions of the suspect and warnings to be vigilant. Well, Catherine Boyle has been looking into this. Catherine, what's going on? Well, what's going on seems to have been happening since mid-January with the latest and perhaps most worrying incident happening last Friday. Um, On Friday, around four o'clock, a ten-year-old girl was walking home along Garden Road in Dunstable when she was grabbed by a man who tried to bundle her into the car. Here's Detective Inspector John McAdam with more details. The male has driven up next to the girl, offered them a lift, at which point the the girl has has rightfully said no, and the male has then made an attempt to grab the girl and and force her into the car. Thankfully, the girl managed to make good her escape and alerted a nearby family member, but the, the car and the male had already gone at that point. So the police are now linking this case to four others which have happened since the start of the year. Significantly, the Beds, Hearts and Cambridgeshire Major Crime Unit has been brought in to investigate. So has anyone been hurt yet during these incidents? Fortunately not. Um, to take you through the other cases that are now being linked to this one on Friday, the first happened on January the 19th around midday when a 12-year-old girl was playing in Morris Road in Dunstable and a small car stopped. The driver spoke to the girl and asked her name before driving off. The second happened on March the 4th when a man was spotted following children on their way to and from school, so at 8.30am and again 3.30pm in an alley which runs between Mentmore Gardens and Grovebury Road, that's in Leighton Buzzard. The third was on March the 7th at 7.45am. Two 13-year-old girls were walking to school in Union Street in Dunstable. They were followed by a white man and this time we've got a description. A bald head, he was wearing black boots, blue jeans and a bomber-style jacket. The girls had to run away from him on this uh, this occasion and the man began to give chase before getting into a white vehicle and leaving the scene. The fourth incident happened on March the 12th, this time between 8.20am and 8.30am. A 12-year-old schoolgirl was grabbed by a man in Union Street, Dunstable, and the girl managed to struggle free and ran to school to report the incident. The thing is, you look at the first incidents and it's someone being um, asked their name. There may have been things before that, but this was the first one that was reported. What are the police saying about this? The police are advising parents and carers to warn children about talking to strangers. Bedfordshire's Police's Children's and Young People's Development Officer, Richard Denton, will be talking to him later on. But he's contacting all schools in the Luton and Leighton Buzzard areas to warn them about what's happened and give personal safety advice to help keep children safe. So the obvious question is why it's taken so long for Mm. the police to link these incidents, which is something Detective Inspector John McAdams defending. Unfortunately, these incidents have come through different ways and reported in different ways. And at some points they were reported as a male engaging in conversation with a young girl. And it's taken, obviously, the severity to highlight and then the links to be drawn across the incidents. So give give me the description that we have of the man. Well, the descriptions vary. Obviously, there's been a length of time involved here, and also the the fact that these are young children giving reports means that uh, the description varies. But the common feature in all these cases is is that he's described as being white and balding. In some cases, he's described as five foot three to five foot four inches tall and uh, another of average height. In one case, he was wearing a red T-shirt, blue shorts and possibly Nike training shoes, while in another, he was wearing a grey jacket. In another case, he was wearing black boots, blue jeans in a bomber-style jacket, and another time he was wearing a black bobble hat, blue jeans, a plain black hoodie 
blue gloves and possibly Nike trainers. What advice is being given to parents? Well, the police don't want to alarm people. They just want them to be vigilant, really. They're stressing that these types of incidents remain rare and during all the reports received so far, the children haven't come to any harm. Bevisher police will be stepping up patrols in the areas uh, that have been affected so far and they're liaising with local schools and they're asking parents and carers to take this opportunity to talk to their children about stranger danger and remind them about what they should and shouldn't do when approached by someone they don't know. And if people recognise the description or think they know the person, what, what, what they should call the police, I guess. Yeah, anyone with information relating to these cases is being asked to contact Bedfordshire Police in confidence, quoting Operation Openshaw. That's Operation Openshaw. Or they can call the police on 101. Or there's a text number if you want to text the information. It's 07786 Looking on the speed sensors to start off with in Great Amwell, Pepper Hill looking extremely slow in both directions at the Amwell roundabout. And in Welling Garden City, Broxwood Lane heading away from the centre of town and towards the A1M is slow going. Also in Nash, Nash Hill, sorry, the uh, London Road slow going southbound towards the M25. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 
6.16. It's Wednesday the 26th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are defending the time it's taken to link five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a ten-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions. And in sport, Luton are 17 points clear at the top of the conference after a 2-1 win at Grimsby. There is still time, though, for it all to go completely wrong. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. Here until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in Albans. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Billy Ray was a preacher's son, and when his daddy would visit, he'd come along. When they gather around and started talking, that's when Billy would take me walking. Out through the backyard we go walking Then he look into my eyes Lord knows to my surprise The only one who could ever reach me Was the son of a preacher man The only boy who could ever teach me Was the son of a preacher man You see what he was Everything is alright He kissed and tell me Everything is alright Can I get away again tonight? The only one who could ever reach me Was the son of a preacher man The only boy who could ever teach me Was the son of a preacher man Yes, he was
Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give us a call this morning, I suggest you do it now. The lines are quite busy. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Particularly keen to hear from you this morning if you're affected by the uh, the strike, the teachers' strike that's taking place today. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed this morning across the three counties as members of the National Union of Teachers strike over pay, pensions and conditions. We talked about this uh, yesterday, union bosses blame the government and more specifically the Education Secretary, Michael Gove, for refusing to address their long-standing complaints. Well, yesterday we had a call from one of the teachers striking today. It uh, was uh, Jakob from Luton. Well, it turns out Jakob is uh, Jakob Hanif, the Labour Luton Borough Councillor for uh, Round Green, and he joins me in the studio now. Morning, Jakob. Uh, morning, Ian. So, so just to remind us why you're going on strike today. Uh, yeah, mainly the three main reasons. Yeah. Um, they are excessive workload of bureaucracy, uh, paying conditions, um, and the unfair pension changes. Okay, you you'll be disrupting the pupils for a day, though, won't you? Is that fair on them? Uh, it, it unfortunately it's not because uh, as teachers, you know, our main commitment and uh, dedication is to the to the kids, mm. um, and uh, unfortunately we've left. You know, we'd be left with no choice other than to take, uh, you know, this industrial action. Um, so, you know, we we apologise to the parents and to the kids. Um, but, you know, the government and Michael Gove in particular have left us with no, with no choice. Gove isn't going to listen, is he? Gove seems to me to be a very determined man who makes his decisions and he sticks with them. However... Uh, uh, unhappy people are with them. But he's also come out fighting and said, look, I've got loads of teachers, loads of head teachers have said they appreciate these changes, they think performance-related pay is actually a good idea, and he's saying that, that teachers support him. Oh, wow, that's a wonderful bit of spin. Um, I've, uh, I would like to meet those teachers uh, because you find that they're few far between. In fact, uh, you're talking of Gove and his party. I've met teachers I know personally that have, would have voted uh, for his particular party in the past that they are fed up with these, with these changes that force upon them. Mm. He talks about PRP being a good thing. In fact, you know, there's, uh, there's uh, tons of research which suggests that in teaching particular, PRP will have an adverse effect where teachers are uh, competing each other in like a little rat race in terms of who performs better. Mm. Ofsted standards will be used to, uh, you know, uh, penalise teachers. Uh, and it's a very punitive system where it, it all comes down to how well you get on with your head teachers. And I know of quite a lot of head teachers that have, are giving out... Uh, two-term contracts so they get out of paying to teachers for the summer holiday so we've got we've got these you know uh, professional uh, highly qualified uh, you know young individuals who could be earning a lot more in the private sector mm. um, having to go out go, go without pay for months at a time and they've got children and they've got uh, mortgages and, and so on and so forth oh eight four five nine four double five five double five love to get your th- thoughts on this this morning uh, I know that Justin Daly is out and about this morning morning just hello Ian you've been been um, out talking to people about today's strike, haven't you? Have you encountered much sympathy for the teachers? Uh, no, sadly not for your guests in the studio. I've been asking people if they have any sympathy for teachers striking today. Here's what people had to say. I don't agree with it, you know. They got better pay than we have. So you've got no sympathy for them whatsoever? No, none whatsoever. I mean, some people I spoke to yesterday said yeah. that, that teachers are lazy. Would you go along with that? No, not lazy. But they got a job, they chose it, they should do it. You know, I do my job. I could do with more pay, but I don't go on strike. Well, I think they get quite a lot of holidays anyway, don't they? Um, all that time off. You know, we've all got to suffer with the cutbacks. 
and uh, the government and the country's got no money, so let's all take the, the burden of the, the cutbacks. I mean, I'm not putting words into your mouth here, but do you think almost teachers think that the world owes them a favour? I, I don't know. My brother's a teacher, and, uh, you know, if, if I spoke to him, he'd, he'd have very strong opinions about how the government's cutting back his pension. It's not what he signed up for when he first joined, and now they're changing the, bar- the goalpost. So I suppose from that perspective, then, yeah, I can see their point of view. Again, madam, you're in work today. Yeah. What do you think about this teacher strike? Well, I don't think much to it, actually, because the people, you know, want to go to work and they need their children to go to school so that they can, you know, go to work to earn a living, otherwise they can't. So it's unfair on the parents? It is really unfair on the parents, yes. Do you think that teachers get a a bad deal in this country? Uh, No, not really, with all the holidays they get and all the uh, inset days they get. I mean, they get a lot more than what us normal working people do. So it annoys you when you hear they're striking again. Yes, it does really. It's, yeah. There's a lot of the, the anti-teacher feeling there, Justin. Surely that they're defending their their rights and they're fighting for their principles. The thing is, though, Ian, I think you know every time we talk about this, um, it's a teacher strike again, and I think a lot of people are, are finding it very, very tough themselves. But those people, as you heard from that first man there, they're not striking, are they? Justin, thank you very much uh, indeed. Jakob, uh, not much support there from people, the, the, the random person on the street. Um, I, I'm not surprised because the way uh, Gove, who's got full-time spin doctors uh, working for him, will ha- have us you know, believe that teachers have got it easy. I mean, the, the, the bottom line is, Ian, is that we, you know we're doing this for you know for the for the future of our children, of the next generation. And uh, going back to PRP, uh, kids will be affected because their teachers will be stressed out, mm. worried about how are they going to come up in the observations, uh, have they done all the paperwork, um, and uh, throughout all of this, nobody's talking about are the kids enjoying their lessons, are they learning, are they achieving, are they making progress, um, and. And how can kids enjoy and achieve and learn if their teachers are stressed out, mm. having a bad day? Because some, I've had days saying, sir, you're you right. Because kids are very, you know, they're very good at reading body language and they can tell mm. straight away if you're, if you're not with it. And then that affects, uh, you know, their lessons. Um, uh, so hang on, you've got pupils coming up to you going, excuse me, sir, you're right. You seem a little bit uh, miserable today. Yeah, oh, they pick up on it straight away. Yeah. I mean, uh, and and in fact, uh, where I've gone in bubbly and they said, oh, are you feeling all right? You're a bit too happy, aren't you? I said, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, and that, and I felt, has uh, so, you know, that, that has an effect straight away on... Isn't the government, isn't what Gove's doing though, he's trying to weed out the, the, the kind of weak links, the teachers, and we all know there are teachers that aren't very good, that are rubbish, and he's trying to weed those out and, and make raise the standards. Raising standards... Uh, based on the change that he's brought in in the last uh, three or four years, the head teachers can now uh, hire unqualified teachers. Mm. Okay? They all need you to have is a 2-2 two, two and above in a degree, a massing English GCSE. Is that only in, isn't that only in free schools, or is that in, in, normal, in normal schools as well? In, in academies as well, free right. schools, because these, uh, because these schools are not accountable uh, to a local authority, yeah. so they don't have any local accountability. Head teachers can now are more... Uh, but you couldn't do that in your, your, average, your average school 
school. That's only in, in free schools and academies, isn't it? Uh, uh, yes, it is, yeah. yeah. OK. Uh, well, well, in the past, you, uh, head teachers did take on unqualified teachers, but there was there had to be plans in place for yeah. them to go on and get qualified. So, uh, you know, uh, are we saying that we're going to have unqualified people going to teach our kids mm. and their whole futures depend on that? Um, whereas, when, you know, we wouldn't expect that when we go to a hospital mm. or to solicitors or to, or to the dentist. So why should we have that, expect that for teachers? More strikes planned? Uh, hopefully not. I mean, we just want Gove and the Department of Education to sit down and talk to us because I'm telling you that, Ian, I'd rather be going to work right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm missing my kids, you know. They, Because uh, for me, they're like my own children. Mm. And, you know, and I would, you know, and I it's it, it just, you know... Uh, I just don't want to, you know, I'd rather be at work right NUT now. rally in Luton today, uh, at lunchtime. What's what's happening there? Uh, at midday on Market Hill, uh, in the little bandstand area by the Debenhams Barclays area, there will be uh, some speeches um, uh, by, uh, you know, members of the, of the, the you know, your regular teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, um, uh, I believe, one of the MPs is coming down uh, and some, you know, other members of the trade unions coming down because this is a, an, a, an attack on working people, basically, you know. Um, and, and I think we we have a lot of support but the spin and you know the the, the odd bit snippets that you know the, uh, go and his team are very good at will have you believe that we don't have any support but you okay. know uh, Jakob, Jakob, it's nice to see you thank you very much for coming in a ridiculous time in the morning keep listening because i'm sure you'll get lots of different opinions on the phones this morning if you want to give me a call 08459 455 555 <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Little Brick Hill, Watling Street roundabout, all approaches there to the roundabout are quite congested at the moment. And in Welling Garden City, Valley Road is slow in both directions between the A1M and the centre of town. Between Marshallswick and Sandridge, the St Albans Road struggling in both directions. But public transport, that's looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Police are defending the time it's taken to link five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a 10-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions. And the search for the missing Malaysian airliner has resumed, where the conditions improved in the southern Indian Ocean where the wreckage of the aircraft is now thought to be. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton have taken another huge step towards promotion after a 2-1 win at Grimsby. Goals from Matt Robinson and Paul Benson left John Stills' side 17 points clear at the top of the conference. We were dogged, we determined, we come back from a goal down. Uh, we, we set up slightly different because we felt they'd try and cross lots of balls into our box, which they did. Two centre art, well, back four magnificent on the headers. Cameron in there. You know, to, to bulk us up aerially, fantastic. In League One, Milton Keynes-Dons' playoff hopes suffered a setback as Cole Robinson's side lost 1-0 at home to Gillingham. We had dominance, I think we were 60-plus percent possession, more, probably even 70 at times. Crossing positions were great, shot-shooting areas, 
slight opportunities and we just didn't take we just didn't take or didn't make full advantage of the position that we got ourselves in Last night's results left Stevenage bottom of League One but a win away to Coventry tonight at Northampton would lift Graham Westley's side out of the bottom four full commentary in three counties sport from seven In the Championship Watford conceded a stoppage time equaliser in a three-all draw attempt to Blackburn after goals from Cassetti Adini penalty and Batocchio had given them the lead Coach Alec Chamberlain left to reflect on a key disallowed goal by Kecianya It did look a marginal decision at the time and obviously Ketchy's got extreme pace so that can catch people out um, but um, you know that, that is disappointing if that is the case and Wickham are just two points above the League 2 relegation zone after a 1-0 defeat at Burton Manchester City are up to second in the Premier League rebound to Yaya Turi goal number 21 of the season for them the humiliation is complete for Manchester United again United nil, City 3 Arsenal drew 2 all at home to Swansea Everton won 3-0 at Newcastle tonight Liverpool hosts Sunderland and Southern League leaders Hemel Hempstead are 9 points clear of second place Chesham after a 4-3 win at home to Stourbridge BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at 7 Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What have you uh, just shown me an advert for in the newspaper? A bed back. What is it? Apparently that's uh, something people need. Over time, all mattresses gather dust and debris. Yeah, we're not that debris. Along their seams, corners and on the surface. Bedvac not only removes dust and debris, but can eliminate dust mites and bacteria. Can eliminate. Yeah, yeah, won't giving a Good clean, healthy and comfortable environment for you to sleep in. Its vibrating base plate oh. shakes any mites and debris loose before sucking them through a micro-allergy filter cartridge and emitting ultraviolet light Always to kill bacteria. Good. Or you could change your sheets more regularly. Always good to shake something loose before sucking it. Graham's on the <laughs> M1. Morning, Graham. Hello. Graham, would you like a, a bed vac? Um, I'm not really sure. I can't say that I would. Uh... But you can't say that you wouldn't either, can you? <laughs> Well, can anyone? That's the question. That, that, that really is the question. 08459, etc., etc. What have you called in for, Graham? Uh, well, I'm sort of bored on the M1 at the minute, and I, I thought I would have a flick through the radios. Yeah. I found yours, and I was absolutely hooked from the first <laughs> listen. What? And I've decided to stay hooked, and uh, you'll, you'll probably be in my entertainment for the ride to Luton and then back to Leicester. Well, Graham, I'm 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 touched, nay honoured, nay slightly scared by that. That's wonderful. What did, what what did we? You weren't hooked this morning, were you? It's it's been a little timid this morning. Well, uh, what really drew me in was the fact that being from Leicester, Leicester City Championship table toppers, oh. eighteen games unbeaten. Nice <laughs> doing a great job. And then I heard you discuss Luton's chances of going up. What yeah. are Luton's chances of going up this season. Oh, crikey. He's, uh, he's got me on a football... I don't know what he's talking about. He, uh, he's speaking a foreign language. You, I, don't really, I don't really speak football, to be honest, uh, Graham. What I can tell you is that Luton are 17 points clear of other football teams in a football league, uh, and I've got a £5 bet with Mr Oxley, the news broadcaster, that they won't go up. Does that make sense, what I've just said to you? Well, I sort of got that earlier. Yeah. But what I really want to know is, is what, what sports do you follow? Is, is there a sport which you are hooked on? This is good, this is good. Is there, I'm not hooked on any sports, uh, Graham, because I, um, uh, I have a life. But I do <laughs> like... <laughs> who's that in the car with you? Uh, I've got Jim. Hi, Jim. Uh, Alex and Alex. David. Alex and who? David. I don't like the sound of that, David. Oh, I like David. Oh, I don't like David. He sounds suspicious. I like... He's- 
He's got a bit of short man syndrome. Oh, how tall is he? <laughs> Small enough. But what? Five foot. Oh, <laughs> really? Get him out. He's <laughs> not really. <laughs> I like a bit of the darts and a little bit of the snooker and some of the short runs, like, you know, no longer than 400 metres. I don't know. Sing it again. Yeah, I'm one of them. Why not? <laughs> That'll do. Graham, have a nice day. Thank you for your call. There we go, you see. Those are uh, those are uh, men. They're fun, aren't they? <laughs> They're fun. They're, those are fun. Those are fun men. They're fun, <laughs> fun men. What what fun men? What fun men? I don't trust that. Who is it, Dave? Dave. Well, he's he's oh. her size. I don't trust Dave. So we could see each other at eye level. Yeah, you could be friends. You could be friends oh, with Dave. That would be know. a change. I got some really sad news. Uh, Chris Martin and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow are a really really boring couple. They're not a couple no. anymore. They oh. split up. Um, here's some news. It's none of our business. Front page showbiz sensation. They've Two got of the most a child called Apple. Two of the most boring celebrities in the world aren't going out with each other yeah, anymore. But why are they boring? Because they don't engage. We love each other, but we will stay separate. We don't love each other that much, then, do you? Otherwise, you'd stay together. They just don't love each other in the right way. Chris and Gwyn's statement. It is with hearts full of... Uh, God, their new album's going to be really miserable, isn't it? Blimey. It's with hearts full of sadness we've decided to separate. Who cares? You know, I'm sorry to Apparently, hear it. all the papers. Front page of the Mail, front page of the Express... Uh, Dan Wooten, the uh, Sun's uh, showbiz commentator. I was aware for many months that the once famously tight marriage of Chris and Gwyneth was in serious trouble. In fact, rumours about the state of the couple's union had circulated for years. I'm sure they called in before they decided anything for, you know... I hate it when couples split up. I hate it. I get really sad about it. What, even Chris and Gwyneth? Yeah. Why? And even Dawn French. Oh, and, I was a bit uh, upset Lenny, about that. I was really upset. I was upset. I was a little bit upset. I was about upset that. about Brad and Jen. I'm still still upset about that. A lot of people are. <sighs> you okay? Mm. Should we play a song? Yes, please. Okay. Can it not be about love or breakup? Oh, hang be, on. It won't be about Can love. Can it not be by Coldplay either? It won't be. But it definitely won't be by them. This will be. Um, oh. oh, what are you doing? Sorry, mate. This is for Chris and. Um, what if Apple's mum? Apple's mum. That's where we go.
cheery, um, cheery song I was expecting, huh? So, it took longer than I expected, but um, there's a picture of uh, George Osborne playing bingo. <laughs> He's Has playing he got bingo. A dabber? No, he's playing like um, old uh, uh, old people's homes bingo, where you don't get a dabber, you get like a little plastic. Rubbish. He's not playing that. No, for a man who loves a game of bingo, she's playing it, and he's trying to pull the yeah thing away from her. George Osborne appeared to need help yesterday in telling his two little ducks from his two fat ladies. How do you know the numbers? He asked Shirley Nixon during a visit to Cardiff to publicise the cut in bingo tax unveiled in the budget. Having been shown how to mark his card, Mr Osborne, who'd been among politicians rushing to profess their love of the game after the government was accused of patronising the working classes, nearly scooped the £300 prize pool. I never expected to give the Chancellor a lesson in bingo, said Mrs Nixon, nor do I expect to give him a lesson in love. But I did both. What a wonderful afternoon. What? I made that last bit up. That was a bit I was interested in. Yeah, I made that last bit. Oh. But um, he looks like a plum. Well, he needs to be... Uh, he should have had a pint of beer, a, uh, a pasty, um, and they should just combine all of the things and he should be supping on a petrol pump. What? To show that he's saved money on petrol. So I don't know. I, I hate all this Don't nonsense. talk to me about petrol pumps. Why? I think I got done at one. Why? What happened? Um, my card got cloned. Oh, the card che- cloning. Check my balance. Um, and I was even poorer than I thought it would be. And then I worked out that they'd been sending money abroad. Cheeky little so-and-sos. Bank was good, though. I... Well, the banks are good when they find that out. I um, had to go... This was a few years ago, and I had to take the cat to the vet, and I had to pay, and the vet declined the card. Sorry, we can't, the card isn't working. No, let's... let's. Sorry, the card isn't working. I said, no, it should be. Oh, we sorted it out some other way. And I phoned up the bank, and they said, oh, yeah, then you're... you're your card, we're declining your card for whatever reason. And then I went online and looked at my bank statement. They were declining my card in North London, but they were allowing my card to be used in India, Canada, <laughs> and the United States of America all at the same time. Wow. Just whacking huge amounts of cash out. Thanks, suckers. I said suckers, but I wanted to say something else. Yeah. Dennis is in Dunstable. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. Are you, are you grumpy this morning or not so grumpy? No, I'm not grumpy. I heard you were grumpy yesterday. No, I wasn't grumpy yesterday. I heard you were grumpy yesterday. No, you didn't. I did. No, well, somebody's somebody's pulling your leg. I heard you were phoning up, moaning yesterday. No, I didn't. Day before? No. I you... didn't phone... I, I yeah. deliberately told your acolytes that I didn't acolytes. want to speak to you. Yeah, ah, so you were grumpy? No, I wasn't. Why did you tell my acolytes you didn't want to speak to me? Because I was too happy. I didn't want to be upset again. Oh, I see. I see. Now you then. sound like you've got a right cob on this morning. No, I haven't. You sound like you have. No, well, I'm sorry. Well, no, you sound... Listen, you can apologise all you want. It, I feel sorry for the kids that are listening. I do. Yeah. I feel sorry for the children that are listening to this breakup marriage. What breakup marriage? Me and Catherine? No. We've not even got marriage yet. Give no, us a chance. No, no, quieten down, quieten down. No, this young, this, this couple, this, I don't know what the name is, poultry, a poultry, I don't, couldn't po- care. Poultry and poultry, yes. Yes, well, as I say, I'm more interested in what will happen to the children. Not Why is that? The adults, they can do what they like, but sooner or later, it's going to get through to those kids. Mummy and Daddy don't love each other anymore. Who are we going to love? Or who are we going to live with? It's the children I feel sorry for, not the adults. The adults are idiots, to start with. Gosh, some, someone really has got out of the wrong side of the yeah, marriage Yeah, but surely it's better if their mum and dad have decided it's be- you know that they they can still be parents, but just not in the same house. You don't want them trying to make it work for the children and making their life a misery. They should have worked at it a bit harder in the first place. They worked at it for a year, they said, which is pretty good going, if that's the case. Yeah, but 
Because quite often, nowadays, people go, oh, I don't love you anymore. Should we get divorced? Yeah, go on then. No. Yes? I'm sorry. Yes? I've worked at it for a long, long time not to be like those two people. We both have. We've had ups and downs in our marriage like anything else. But sit down and think about it. Think what's going to happen. Well, they have sat down and thought about it. They've written a statement. Well, they shouldn't have got married in the first place. I'm sorry. Dennis and Dunstable there with his uh, smiley, sunny outlook on life. Fun times. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound, building up between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 also looking busy anti-clockwise. There are queues between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. On the speed sensors in Amersham, London Road is slow going, approaching the centre of town. And in Harpenden, the High Street is struggling in both directions around Station Road. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, we're not playing a song by someone called Clean Bandit. Clean Bandit? What kind of... I'm <laughs> not playing a song called... Rather Be by Clean Bandit. Rather Be Filthy. I've been told it's been, it was number one in the hit parade. Wow. We should try it. We'll, we'll try some Clean Bandit in a second, but right now it's 6.46. It's Wednesday the 26th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are defending the time it's taken to link five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a 10-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions. And in sport, Milton Keynes Dons playoff hope suffered a setback as they lost 1-0 at home to Gillingham. 08459 455 555 647. Let's get the weather with weather person and indeed lifestyle coach Georgina Burnett. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much, Ian. Um, any mist and fog will uh, take a little while to thin out this morning. There should be some brightness initially, uh, but then it clouds over fairly early on. And we've got quite a few showers around today. So first of all, they're quite isolated, but come this afternoon, becoming more widespread, perhaps even with some hail and thunder mixed in. Now, in between the showers, it's still going to be quite a grey, cloudy day today. And those showers are feeding in on a northeasterly, so it's going to be pretty raw, with temperatures only just reaching 7 or 8 degrees Celsius. And tonight, those showers clear through the east evening but we've got more feeding in from the east although very few and far between although they could be quite wintry where they do fall so we could have some uh, uh, slight accumulation on the uh, Chilterns for example. Tonight some patchy frost in the countryside is likely and maybe even patchy ice elsewhere with temperatures down close to freezing. So tomorrow first thing we've got the odd shower around again could be fairly heavy at times. Um, some sunny smells around uh, but uh, we've got some more of those showers particularly in the afternoon they're going to be much more widespread with Temperatures only just reaching 8 or 9 degrees Celsius. So probably some more patchy ice and frost tomorrow night. Friday, a cold, brisk wind, feeling quite raw at times. Showers and longer spells of rain. But the weekend is looking much better. It will be drier, it will be milder. We're fairly breezy, but we should have some sunny spells and temperatures in the mid to high teens. That's your latest forecast. Tongue bashing, first thing in the morning. 
every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they're starting introducing American-type sentencing, like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. So, Kelly, tell me a little bit about this um, this clean bandit. Hi. Hi so it's number one a few weeks ago, a song okay. called Rather Be, and yeah. they feature Jess Glynn, oh. who's also on lots of other things. Should we have a little uh, listen to Clean Bandit? Yeah, how long are you going to give it before clean, you decide? Clean Bandit's better than a Dirty Bandit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like Dirty Bandits. But what about the Wet Bandits? Oh, I Name do. the film. Um, Home Alone. Oh, there we go, you see. Well, let's yeah. listen to uh, Home Alone. Uh, not Home wet Alone. Bandits. Thank you. The pizza conspiracy. Uh, wet Bandits. Oh, classical. Yeah. Dun, dun. Is he playing the violin? That's Jess Glynn. That's the violin. Oh, no. No, God. it's rubbish. It's rubbish. Let's, you, wanna, you have a number one? This is a number one. This is a number one, kids. Dirty wet bandits. <laughs> Sit that where the sun don't shine. That is 
is a number one song. Mark in Bletchley Towers says, Brilliant choice, Ian. Adam and the Ants, I'm still wearing the makeup. Good for you, Mark. We should have an Adam and the Ants day where we all come dressed up as Adam and the Ants. And we pre-record an interview with Adam Ant. We pre-record an interview with Adam Ant. That'd be nice. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Uh, uh, Steve's emailed in about teachers. There's lots of anti-teacher feeling at the moment. Mainly because of this strike. But I think there generally is anyway. If the UK were anywhere near to the top of the world's league table in the three R's, teachers may have a case to make. Given the appalling standard of education they provide, our teachers will be best advised to keep their heads down and stay quiet. Steve continues, they have the easiest job in the world. The alphabet is the same when they start their careers and will be the same when they retire. Two and two will equal four, and historical events will remain unchanged. How many other jobs are there that deal with permanently fixed parameters? From Steve, who claims to be an ex-teacher. Gosh. Mm. Steve's angry. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. I think the problem is that. that while those things are constant, the hoops you have to jump through as a teacher and the way you have to do things keep changing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What else you got in the papers? There's not a lot in the papers today. Oh, there's some. Well, there's that awful case of the two carers who've um, oh, yeah. been banged to rights for being caught on camera smacking this poor lad around who um, very badly brain damaged. They were caught on camera by the family who were so worried about him. It's just awful that anyone can get away with that or would think to do that. Rita Page, let's name them. Rita Page, 68, and Lynette Crook, 33, caught smacking the young victim's legs and swearing at him as they changed his bedding in a hospital. Page could be heard saying on the tape, you won't beat us, you B-word. There's this very fine line between abuse and neglect. Deary me. On the same page of uh, the, the Express, children's pocket money soars to £12, claims Sarah O'Grady, social affairs correspondent. Well, come on, pocket money correspondent. <laughs> Grown-ups may endure pay freezes, but lucky children have seen a pocket money boom. Is it a boom or a... I thought it was a boon. A boom? I thought it was a boon. A boon is like a sweetener. A, a boom is an increase. A boon is a, a drunk detective on a motorbike. <laughs> yeah. The weekly treat has soared by 211% in the past 20 years. It averaged £2.42 back in 1994, equivalent to £4.09 in today's money. But now children of 1994 are mums and dads themselves and hand over an average of £12.74. Today's youngsters buy computer games and clothes. While their parent, hang on, Sarah O'Grady, social affairs correspondent, she's wasted page in a news space in the newspaper saying, "Today's youngsters buy computer games and clothes, while their parents went for went for sweets and magazines." Yeah, and rainbow rubbers. What at that age? I used to like it. Yeah. Oh, the for the erasers. Yeah, pencils. That's what I'd spend all my money on. The um, the Express. If you go to um, page uh, twelve of the Express, it, it's the opinion column. Who writes the opinion column? I know. Well, this is the, the, the Express's opinion. It's good news that inflation has dropped to 1.7% and could fall further in the coming months. Yet there is one group in society who will not be unduly worried about the inflation rate. Children. With pocket <laughs> because money... they don't know about no, money. I don't understand the inflation rate either. With pocket money rising by a whopping 211% during the past 20 years, Britain's kids are better off than ever. That's not an opinion. That's just reiterating what that woman said. Yeah. Oh, Children yeah. are getting more money. Doesn't go as far though. It doesn't go as far, does it? I remember when the Beano was twelve p, and you'd only get a free gift every now and then. Now my children choose their comics on the basis based of on, what the toy is. Based on the free gift, I, yeah, I remember going to the Wentworth shops in Slough, and because um, you could get um, one of those crackers. You remember the crackers? Yeah. that was a bit of paper, and you went, yeah, and it would make a cracking noise. Yeah, I remember being or very you'd get Highland toffee. 
Yeah, yeah, remember that. Now you get um, like fake doctor's kits because of Doctor Range. Mobile phones. Yeah, you get that, you, or you get cheap um, Thomas toys. I give those toys about a week before they find their way to the bin. They don't even last that long. They just break. They just break. Have you got anything else in the papers? No. Should we play? Um, no, got, we're not playing that again. Oh, we haven't got time to play a song. We, I tell you, Face we, snap. Um, yeah, go on. What the three the three expressions? Oh, we have to do a radio snap, don't we? We can't do face snap. Kels, you want a game of rock, scissors and paper? Should we do radio snap? Uh, I don't know how you play it. Yeah. Woof! Meow! Or rah! You two play it. Okay. One, two, three. Meow! Snap! I win. No, I thought I won. But I said snap. But I said snap. Oh. Ian? Should we do it again? you, You need to keep saying snap until one of you definitely says... You said snap at the same time and then you stopped. Okay, one... Two, two, three. three. Rah! One, no, one. you both did a rah. No, no. Sh- oh, I went woof. Woofed. One, two, three. three. Rah! One, two, three. Rah! One, two, three. Rah! <laughs> 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 that oh, really get out. Out. So I was going to play a minute of this. I haven't got time now. I haven't got time. I'm telling you, I'm going to play a minute of this. They're the same song. They sound very similar introductions. Uh, right, let's talk about teachers. If you want to give me a call, how are you affected by the teachers' strike this morning? Have you got sympathy for the teachers? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We seem to be getting quite a lot of anti-teacher sentiment. Well, our guest earlier on, um, Yaku Panifa, who is a, a teacher and a counsellor, said uh, that it, it, it's possibly coming from the uh, Gove anti-teacher spin doctoring. If that's not too bizarre a sentence, what do you think? Have you got sympathy for the teachers? Who are out on strike this morning? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. This is uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. And in Bricketwood, the north orbital very slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the speed sensors in Welling Garden City, Valley Road slow in both directions between the centre of town and the A1M. Also in Chesant, the A10 southbound building up between Turnford and Waltham Cross. Public transport, that's looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, police warning after schoolgirls targeted in Bedfordshire, teachers defend strike action and Luton Town another step closer to promotion. BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are defending the time it's taken to link five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a ten-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable. There have been four other less serious cases in Dunstable and Leighton Buzzard, the earliest in January. Detective Inspector John McAdam has this advice. We don't want to see everyone panic. The main thing is 
that uh, children understand that there are strangers out there. The real message is, you know, for children to do exactly what they've done in this case, uh, in each of these cases, is you know, don't talk to the strangers, don't go with a stranger, definitely don't go near a car or get into a car with a stranger. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions. John Dixon is from the union. We do apologise to parents that they've been put in this position, but the responsibility lies with the Secretary of State and not taking action can cause more uh, problems for the education service in the future if we don't make progress. The search for the missing Malaysian airliner has resumed. Weather conditions improved in the southern Indian Ocean, where the wreckage of the aircraft is now thought to be. The government is insisting there are no plans to close Bedford Magistrates Court, despite proposals to move most cases to Luton. Opponents claim downgrading it to handle only family court services is a, is a significant step towards a full closure. Bedford MP Richard Fuller raised the case in the Commons last night and was backed by his Conservative colleague, the North East Bedfordshire MP Alistair Burt. It looks like a duck, it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it's a duck. It's a closure. The number of people now known to have died when a small town was swept away by a massive landslide in the American Northwest has risen to 24. Scores of people remain unaccounted for. One person has been taken to hospital after a house fire in Hertfordshire in the early hours of this morning. Crews were called to Aldenham Road in Elstree at about 1.30. Three people escaped from the house after a fire in the utility room. The actress Gwyneth Paltrow has separated from her husband of 10 years, the Coldplay singer Chris Martin. She made the announcement on her her website. In sport, Luton have taken another huge step towards promotion. Griffiths picks up now for Luton. 1-1, it remains. Oh. Race try hits the post and then it's converted by Benson and he has scored after Griffiths hits the post. It's Grimsby 1, Luton 2. John still side 17 points clear at the top of the conference. Milton Keynes-Dons playoff hopes suffered a setback as they lost 1-0 at home to Gillingham. Watford conceded a stoppage time equaliser in a 3-all draw at home to Blackburn and Wickham remain in relegation trouble after a 1-0 defeat at Burton. The weather, cloudy with showers, which may be heavy and perhaps thundery at times, a risk of hail, a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The gardens are lovely. You can walk around all the gardens and the water features. It's all about where you live. It's brilliant for children. In the summer, the park is just full and it's got everything that you need. All this week, we're featuring Letchworth. Letchworth is a city like no other. It's an interesting town, lots of heritage. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Simon Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's three minutes past seven. It's Wednesday the 26th of March. Lots to talk about this morning and as always keen to get your thoughts. For some reason we've had you calling in about Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Chris Martin. Dennis in Dunstable, who was a little bit grumpy, let's be honest, was, was very concerned about the children. I mean, if you can talk about those two if you want, those two millionaires that have split up, if you want. I don't quite know why... You'd feel the desire. Other things coming up this morning include the police warn uh, of a, a stranger danger. There is a teacher's strike that's taking place today. How is that affecting you? On all other kinds of bits and pieces. If you want to get in touch, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. 
You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Maffin Hanslope has sent a very angry uh, teacher text in. Oh, hello, Mr Teacher. Welcome to the real world. Want to get some sympathy? Why not march on Parliament of one of, on one of your 65 days holiday rather than annoy working parents who either have to take a day's holiday or lose a day's salary? So far... We've had no sympathy for the teachers who are on strike this morning. If you want to uh, change the balance there, you're more than welcome to. 08459 455 555. Now, police are advising children and parents in Bedfordshire to be on their guard as they investigate reports of a man targeting young girls on their way to or from school. Detectives believe five incidents in which children were followed and in some cases grabbed in Dunstable and Leighton Buzzard are connected. And the case is now in the hands of the Beds, Hearts and Cambridgeshire Major Crime Unit. Well, Richard Denton is the Children and Young People's Development Officer at Bedfordshire Police. Morning, Richard. Morning, Angel. So, Street again. What, what do we know so far about this? Um, I mean, as you just said, we've had five reported incidents where uh, young females have been approached by a male. The most recent incident happened uh, Friday, just gone in uh, Garden Road in Dunstable around four o'clock, uh, where a man tried to get a ten-year-old girl into a white vehicle. Uh, fortunately, the girl um, had followed some safety advice, knew what to do, and got home as quickly as possible and reported the incident to us. The first incident was um, early January, wasn't it? Uh, we did have some reports come into us early January to say that some girls had been approached on the way to school. They were thoroughly investigated by us at the time, and also the school was approached to give some uh, personal safety advice to students. Why, why? Some people might be questioning, Richard, why we're only hearing about those events now towards the end of March. Um, I think as my colleague, Detective Inspector John Cavins, explained to your colleague uh, yesterday afternoon, um, the way the reports were given to us were very different, and it's only really now that uh, a picture has started to grow that there is a, the series are linked, and that has been now passed to our major crime unit. So what, what are the police doing, Richard? How do they investigate something like this? I mean, obviously, there's lots of uh, investigation we can do, uh, CCTV, um, obviously speaking, for looking for witnesses, speaking to the uh, people involved. From my point of view, we're working really closely with the schools. So we're going into schools, we're offering personal safety advice, we're writing to parents, uh, writing to schools, giving lots of advice around, you know, making sure when children are walking home, they're walking in groups, staying alert, um, keeping an eye on everything that's happening around them. And also, if they think something is odd, to make sure they give us a call, because quite often, and uh, children can be a bit afraid to call the police. But certainly in this um, situation, we're saying if you think something's not right or you're being followed, then make sure you call us as as quickly as possible. Uh, It must be difficult to strike the balance between uh, informing the public and not causing alarm. Uh, you're so right there, and obviously we, we want to be open and honest uh, you know, to what's going on. Uh, we do get numerous reports uh, on a weekly basis of suspicious incidents, and as I said, they are investigated thoroughly. Um, certainly when we start seeing um, incidents linked, that's when we will obviously uh, issue an alert um, to schools and obviously to parents and guardians as well. Uh, and what is your advice to parents and children? 
Uh, I mean, as I was just saying, it's really that personal safety advice and, you know, the old-fashioned stranger danger, although we tend to use safe strangers and safe buildings now. So, you know, we talk around if something's not feeling right, you get an uh-oh feeling in your tummy, i.e. you've got butterflies, your heart's going fast, you think something bad's about to happen, make sure you approach uh, what we call a safe stranger, i.e. a stranger in uniform, or you head to a safe building somewhere where strangers in uniforms um, would work. It's things like not walking along wearing headphones in your ears because you can't hear potentially trouble approaching, um, you know, simple stuff like not going down a dark alleyway, sticking to routes where you know there's going to be lots and lots of people. We've put lots of advice onto our Beds Police website. Um, all the schools have been issued some personal safety uh, inputs they can deliver to the students, and we've also um, issued some uh, advice to parents and guardians that's going to be going out via school newsletters and potentially will be on school websites as well. See, when I was growing up, Richard, we had all those uh, public safety information films like Charlie Says and things like that. Do, do we need something like that again? Um, again, I think because uh, the type of work that certainly within Bedfordshire Police we do, our local policing teams work really closely with schools and, uh, you know, engage with the students. And personal safety is picked up at a very, very young age. Um, you know, quite often, um, you know, just the, the way we are now, a lot of children, young people don't necessarily watch the adverts anymore. They kind of fast forward through them um, with, with the digital technology. So we have to kind of approach it in, in a different way. Richard, thank you very much. Keep us informed. Richard Denton, Children and Young People's Development Officer at Bedfordshire Police. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah. Should we have a look at the front page of the newspapers? It, 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 yes, let's, let's do that, shall we? Um, there's a picture of Barack Obama on the front page of The Independent. US President Obama talked tough at a meeting of G7 and European Union leaders in The Hague yesterday. Tough guy. Uh, and something rotten in the Metropolitan Police. Corrupt officers may escape justice thanks to mass shredding of evidence, MPs cast doubt on Commissioner's grip on force, and new investigation into 1987 murder of whistleblower may be opened. Corruption in the police? No, I'll, have, I'll hear none of it. Uh, the Daily Telegraph. Morning after pills relaxed. Teenage girls will be allowed to stock up on the contraceptive despite government fears it will encourage promiscuity. And um, there's a picture of the Jaggers at uh, Lorenz Scott's funeral. Heatwave summers are on the way, but you may have to wait 25 years. Hmm, okay, right. And Matt um, really has um, summed up what we're all thinking. He's drawn a picture of prisoners in Guantanamo Bay, um, and they're tied up. And the caption is Okay, the BBC licence fee dodgers are free to go. Even by Matt's standards, that's pretty poor, isn't it? Pretty, pretty poor. Um, assisted dying bill could put unfair pressure on elderly, says Cameron. Elderly people could be unfairly pressurised into ending their lives if assisted suicide is legalised, David Cameron has warned, as he pledged to oppose a change in the law. Oh, dear. In his first public comments on the issue since becoming Prime Minister, Mr Cameron strongly indicated that he will vote against plans to legalise assisted suicide set out in a bill by Lord Falconer, Falconer, the uh, former Lord Chancellor. The proposals, due to be put to their first parliamentary vote within months, would legalise so-called assisted dying, allowing doctors to prescribe legal uh, lethal doses of drugs. Oh, David Cameron. Pull your finger out. You know it makes sense to allow that to go through. Come on, the Times. Miliband is not fit for number 10, say most voters. Even Labour supporters are not convinced. 
Fewer than a fifth of voters see Ed Miliband as a Prime Minister in waiting, according to a new poll for The Times. Only 19% said they could imagine Mr Miliband in Downing Street, unchanged from September 2012. The policy should be an important thing, but he looks like a plum. He does look like a plum, doesn't he? And when he was voted, this is the reason I got kicked off of the Stephen Nolan show. I used to go on the Stephen Nolan show, right? Um, on Five Live, and the reason they stopped asking me back is because I had a row with some Lib Dem dude. He was an idiot. This guy was an absolute muppet. Um, And basically, it was me saying, Ed Miliband will never be Prime Minister. Why not? Because he doesn't look like a Prime Minister. That's uh, that's irrelevant. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And literally, in the next five minutes of Five Live broadcast was me and him going... Yeah, no, yeah, no. The way people vote at the moment is with their eyes and um, ears, and unfortunately, you know, you've got, you've got to please both. And I think he was brought in as an antidote to the sort of very slick Tony Blair type of politics. Yeah. I don't think we're quite ready for he a, ain't never, a huge transition yet. He ain't never going to be Prime Minister, but Cumberbatch is going to be Hamlet, everybody. It's front page news of The Guardian. Posh actor, uh, Cumberbatch, what's his name, Benedict, is to play Hamlet. Oh, that's like a dream come true for him and literally nobody else. Oh, no, people are passionate about Benedict, aren't they? I don't get, I don't get Cumberbatch. Well, you never watched it. I watched one. I watched one, um, not Tarzan, who was he? Sherlock. Sherlock. Did you really? And you didn't like it? It was rubbish. I didn't like the way when he touched a woman, words popped up. All right, well, that's, that's a part of the show. It's not the whole that's show. That's an integral part of the show. Did you ever see Moriarty? He was like an evil Paul McCartney. Well, Paul McCartney's quite evil. <laughs> You'd have liked him. US to stop bulk collection of... Oh, who cares? Uh, the Daily Express, crazed pilots' suicide plunge. Oh, hang on, the Express have got an exclusive on this. Jet passengers were knocked out at 45,000 feet. Wow! They know what happened to the Malaysian airline, the Express, and only the Express. Let's read on. The pilot of the doomed Malaysian jet may have sacrificed all 238 other people on board to commit suicide. Hang on, there was a word there that, that shot out at me. May. The pilot of the doomed Malaysian jet may... Oh, so they're just guessing. You can put guesswork on the front page of a newspaper these days. The pilot of the doomed Malaysian jet may have sacrificed all 238 other people on board to commit suicide, or he may not. We, we just don't know, and let's be honest, we never will know. Uh, and uh, Gwyneth and that man have uh, split up. The Daily Mail. As Fulori over shedded, shredded corruption files grows, Met Commissioner tells MPs, I don't even know what is missing. Police chief who hasn't got a clue. And uh, that man and that woman are splitting up. Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin. And the front page of The Sun, Chris and Gwyn split up. I mean, really, who, who gives a monkeys about that? But it's on the front page of a lot of the newspapers. 08459 555. Quarter past seven. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound looking busy on the sensors between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. Also the M25 anti-clockwise very heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. In Kings Langley itself, the A41 southbound, we've got some queues to approach the M25 there. And also the A1M southbound struggling around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice.
Let's do the old head, shall we? It's 7.16. It's Wednesday the 26th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are defending the time it's taken to link five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a 10-year-old into a car in Dunstable. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning as members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions. And in sport, Milton Keynes Dons playoff hopes suffered a setback as they lost 1-0 at home to Gillingham. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's an interesting town, lots lots of heritage. I like the centre, I like the the greenery, um, going around the greenway as well. Inviting everyone to where you live. Garden City, you know, you have gardens, you have trees, you have flower beds. And all this week, we're featuring Letchworth. Very pleasant place to work and everyone's very friendly when you're walking around the town. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. It's a really decent town and people here are really friendly. I just love Letchworth. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. More than a hundred schools uh, are closed or partially closed this morning, much to the delight of pupils and the dismay of their parents. The National Union of Teachers has called a strike in reaction to what it sees as government intransigence over pay, pensions, and working conditions. The trouble is, their row has become everyone else's problem, as many parents didn't find out they've had kids at home today until late yesterday. Well, Sigrid Daniel runs the UK branch of Care.com, which helps to find carers and child. Minders at short notice. Sigrid, we spoke to you yesterday. You were braced for action. Did a, a deluge come your way? Well, I think at times like this, for all parents, it's just such a challenge and it can be a real scramble. Um, and so I think, you know, what, what you'll have found savvy parents will have done is they might have read about this already and they'll have sort of made sure that their network's ready for action, if you like. That could be family friends or in our case on uk.care.com paid care mm. do you have enough carers on your books to cover this kind of oh certainly yeah. yes i mean we've got you know any parent um can register for free you can um i mean the easiest way to find out is just to post the job and your requirements straight away and then you tend to get responses you know dozens of responses within hours alternatively you can also before you post your requirements do a postcode search and you'll find that nationally we've got very good coverage it can be very stressful for parents can't it when uh, uh, their usual situations change and they have to uh, get somebody in to help them out it is i mean it's very hard for working parents to keep that daily routine going anyway and it often relies on as i said before a whole network a village if you like of your family, your paid carers, your friends, and, you know, everything's sort of timed to the last, you know, uh, half hour. So-and-so's got to be picked up Mm. here at 4, someone else at 4.30. And the days um, when things like a teacher strike or childhood illness happen, it's really tricky and challenging for parents. 
Sigrid, listen, I shall let you get on. I'm sure you've got a very busy day today. Sigrid Daniel runs the UK branch of care.com. How have you coped today? If your schools are on strike, if your teachers are on strike, how have you managed to cope today? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Let's go to Justin. Morning, Justin. Hello, boss. So you're out and about this morning. I am indeed. Whereabouts have you been and who have you been speaking to? I've been in Luton this morning. Early, we heard from people who had uh, very little sympathy for teachers. Again, in this hour, um, the situation hasn't really changed. Um, in the following report coming up, all of the people I speak to yep. have a connection to a teacher. Oh. So uh, here's what people have to say about whether they have sympathy for teachers on strike today. No, because I don't know why they strike all the time. They're constantly on the strike. So why have sympathy for them? Well, it's over pay, it's over conditions. But they have enough time off for the six weeks holiday that they have off. They have teacher training days all the time. So my sister's a teacher and I think they have too much time off. So even though your sister is a teacher, you've still got this opinion? No, yeah, I don't, I don't see why, but people have different opinions, don't they? So. I mean, when you see your sister, do you often think, you look really, really tired, you look worn out, how do you cope? No, I don't think that at all, no. I, don't. <laughs> I, mean, I spoke to a teacher yesterday, they said to me, I'm up until half past twelve, one o'clock in the morning, with, with paperwork. Is your sister in that same situation? Yeah, they have paperwork, but you have paperwork with whatever job you do, really, don't you? So... It, that's the choices they made. They've gone to university to study and all that for it, so they knew what they were getting themselves into. In the grand scheme of things, do you think that teachers have got a, a good deal as we currently stand in this country? I don't think it's that bad a deal. I mean, you, your, your perception in terms of your sister's pay and the holidays and things like that, do you think they've got a good deal? Yeah, I think they've got a pretty good deal, yeah. I don't get that many times off, weeks off and that, so it's one of them, really. It's people, different opinions. Obviously, some people think they, they need to strive, need more money, but I think they do pretty well. Asaf, good morning. Your wife is a, is a former school teacher. She's now a, a private tutor. Have you got any sympathy for teachers on strike today? Yes, I do. I do have sympathy for them because they work really hard over the year and um, they work in school and they work from home as well. They are under constant pressure. Everybody's overworked, though, aren't they? Yes. Every single person that I talk to is in the same boat. So what makes teachers so different, so special? I don't think there's anything special, actually, uh, uh, about that. But uh, they, they do work hard. They do very uh, work very, very hard. So you support the strike today, trying to make a difference as far as they're concerned? Yes, I do. Well, I've got to be very careful, because I've got a sister who's a schoolmistress. Yeah. Um, I think they expect a little bit too much, though. Well, when you consider what the way most people, working class people, are, are struggling, you know, they, they ain't got it too bad. So, uh, sympathy? No, not a lot. I don't know what a schoolmistress is. Is that that's a teacher, is it, just? I presume so. It's, it's an old-fashioned term. But uh, interesting to hear those people, because yep. they, of course, have all got connections to teaching, and uh, two people, very clear views there, especially the first person, no sympathy whatsoever from him, and his sister is a teacher. i tell you what makes it slightly different for, from other uh, um, public sector jobs, is that they are we are entrusting our children with them, and we're entrusting the future of the country with them mm. by giving them our kids for, however, six, seven, eight hours a day whatever it is Absolutely. so it is an important job yeah uh, and if they feel that um they're not being treated fairly and they're being overworked and they're not able to give the, the young people the attention they deserve then 
I guess they have got a right to go on strike and complain about that, haven't they? I mean, everyone has got the right to go on strike, but I think what, what's made this strike slightly different and annoyed people even more is the fact that the unions didn't have to tell the head teacher yeah. who was going to be striking until this morning. So a number of schools, a bit like Ashton Middle School, uh, we were there yesterday in Dunstable, the head teacher there tried to do everything she possibly could to keep that school open today, but she wasn't told who was going to be turning up or not today. So 475 sets of parents, they've been inconvenienced because this wasn't highlighted in advance. We've had an email from Kate. Kate, it's too long to read out. I'm going to cherry-pick bits of it. She says, as a trained professional, I find it stomach-churning that we teachers uh, teachers are berated by the public who know nothing about our profession. Uh, That includes the members of the government who, as career politicians, cannot empathise. Here are a few issues that have been raised. Inset days are not holidays. Our excessive holidays are not spent idling around. The short working day, we do start when the bell goes, nor when the end of school bell goes. Our official day starts before students with a staff briefing. Uh, To say we chose the job is true, but what the general public should ask themselves is why so many new teachers joining the profession are leaving within the first five years of teaching. Well, one could Mm. argue that maybe they're not, you know, that people are leaving because they're not up to it. I mean, the thing is, Ian, you know, we can go out and we can talk about this every single day. Sadly, for that teacher and every other teacher out there, the majority of people that I speak to don't have a good perception of teachers anymore because they keep on striking and unfortunately for them um, people are going to be keep on saying negative things about their job because that's just the perception they've got of teachers as we currently stand. Justin Cracking Stuff, speak to you later on 08459 455 555. Kate goes on to say I also spoke to a student yesterday who had sympathy for the teachers they could appreciate the hard work we put in perhaps instead of asking adults you should ask young people what they think about teachers of a certain age teaching them. Well, we can certainly put that out there, Kate. If there are, um, uh, if there are any young people out there listening to us who want to uh, give us a call and let us know what their thoughts are on the strike, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. And also, if you are, uh, are a parent, how are you managing to cope today? Have you had to take the day off work? Have you had to call in sick? What, what on earth are you doing? Or are you just letting the kids lounge around at home watching a bit of the old JK, the Jeremy Kyle? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 0845 However, my husband is my best friend and we talk to each other. It's always sad when a marriage breaks up, but these days it's so easy to walk away. I don't think it is easy to walk away. I think that's a myth. I think that's a myth that people come out with saying it's easy to walk away. No, it's not in the slightest. I think Dennis was quite right about his views. If there is any form of violence or abuse, then that's a different matter. Well, there certainly isn't in, in, in this case. And I think saying it's easy to walk away, Karen, is, um, uh, I, I think is unfair and demeans those people that have to make that horrible choice uh, about splitting up. So um, I'm not buying that one. I ain't buying that one. 
Oh, it's all in the papers today about Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin splitting up. Uh, it, it's odd that it's front-page story because they're not those kind of big celeb celebs. I mean, they're big stars, but they're not the big kind of celeb celebs, are they, really? That that are often in uh, Hello magazine and OK magazine and playing that kind of, of game. So it's odd that it's everywhere. Is, is anyone bothered by it? Is anyone really at home going, oh, no, that's awful? Oh, they've split up. Oh, dear, that's terrible. People don't care, do they? The only worrying thing is it means the next Coldplay album's going to be absolutely rubbish. Even more rubbish than normal. And boy, those are... um, Those are pretty bad records at the best of times, aren't they? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Hey, you got some. This is some proper pop sad news. David Cassidy's been done for drink driving again. Again. I like David Cassidy. And if you want to read a dirty book, dear listener, go and get David Cassidy's autobiography. Ay, ay, ay. Man alive. What a naughty boy. Singer David Cassidy has been ordered to spend 90 days in rehab after admitting a drink driving charge. The 70s heartthrob was more than twice the limit when stopped after making an illegal turn off a main road. He was arrested in Los Angeles in January. I like a little bit of David Cassidy. I saw him live once. He was, um, he was adequate. He was adequate. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise looking very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Also extremely heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. On the A1M southbound, looking really slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And also on the speed sensors in Chesant, the A10 southbound, busy between Turnford and Waltham Cross. In Hitchin, the A505 is queuing as you approach the centre of town, but public transport's looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Police are stepping up patrols after five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a 10-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions. And the government is insisting there are no plans to close Bedford Magistrates Court, despite proposals to move most cases to Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton have taken another huge step towards promotion after a 2-1 win at Grimsby. Goals from Matt Robinson and Paul Benson left John Still's side 17 points clear at the top of the conference. We were dogged, we determined, we come back from a goal down. Uh, we, we set up slightly different because we felt they'd try and cross lots of balls into our box, which they did. Two centre art, well, back four magnificent on the headers. Cameron in there, you know, to, to bulk us up aerially, fantastic. In League One, Milton Keynes-Don's playoff hopes suffered a setback as Carl Robinson's side lost 1-0 at home to Gillingham. We had dominance, I think we had 60-plus percent possession, more, probably even 70 at times. Crossing positions were great, shot-shooting areas, slight opportunities... And we just didn't take our, we just didn't take or didn't make full advantage of the position that we got ourselves in. Last night's results left Stevenage bottom of League One, but a win away to Coventry tonight at Northampton would lift Graham.
Jerome Westley's side out of the bottom four. Full commentary in three counties sport from seven. In the championship, Watford conceded a stoppage time equaliser in a three-all draw at home to Blackburn after goals from Cassetti, Adini penalty and Batokio had given them the lead. Here's goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain. It was a very entertaining game, very uh, end-to-end and you know, the momentum of the game swung backwards and forwards. Um, crucially, I thought we got the, uh, the final say, but you know, it wasn't to be, uh, which is uh, disappointing from our point of view. You know, we, we they, they'll go home very happy, and uh, we're, we're a bit disappointed, obviously, to uh, concede that one so late. And Wickham are just two points above the League Two relegation zone after a one-nil defeat at Burton. Manchester City are up to second in the Premier League after a three-nil win at Manchester United. Arsenal drew two all at home to Swansea. Everton won three-nil at Newcastle tonight. Liverpool host Sunderland, and Southern League leaders Hemel Hempstead are nine points clear of second-place Chesham. After after a 4-3 win at home to Stourbridge. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give us a call this morning, you can do 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Keen to hear from you this morning. If you've been affected by the teacher's strike... <clears throat> How is it affecting uh, your life today? Are you having to take the day off work? Is maybe your school is functioning normally. It's interesting that the majority of voices we've spoken to uh, this morning have been kind of uh, anti-teacher. They've been quite anti-teacher. There's been very little support for the teachers and what they're going through and what they're having to do. 08459 455 555. What's your uh, take on that? Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. Pat, where, where do your sympathies lie? With the teachers. Tell me why, That's because definitely. they've not had much sympathy this morning. Well, you know, a lot of people are quite selfish in this country. If you look around over the last ten years and you see how wages have not matched anything that's gone up in this country and you just work to survive and pay bills, they're bold enough and brave enough to go out and strike and say to the government, this is enough. And that's what the working classes should be doing, striking, because it is enough. Why should you work just to pay bills? You should work so you've got a comfortable life. But it's happening to everyone, Pat. Everyone's having to, to struggle and, and do a little bit more extra work. Why, why should well, teachers that, be different? Well, there's your answer, isn't it? Everyone has to work and do, work a little bit harder. Why should everyone have to work a little bit harder when you've got people that like employers who are getting richer all the time by not increasing the wages of the people that work for them. That's what's happening, and it has to stop. It's disrupting children's education, though, and it's causing a nightmare for parents. Is that fair? Well, it's disrupting, I imagine, the teachers' livelihoods as well. It disrupts everybody. Everyone gets disrupted. We all get disrupted. The time comes when you have to fight for what you believe in. And, you know, it's, it's selfish for people to turn around and say, well, you know, what about my child has to go to school and I've got to make other arrangements? Uh, let's have a little bit of more sympathy. You know, they're doing something because they believe they need a strike to, to actually resolve an issue. No governments are going to listen to them. And well, the only way governments do is when people start turning on the government and say enough is enough. 
We've had lots of people. Like, let me read this from Steve, Pat. Uh, yeah. If the UK were anywhere near the, to the top of the world's league table in the three R's, teachers may have a case to make. Given the appalling standard of education they provide, our teachers will be best advised to keep their heads down and stay quiet. Oh, appalling, is it? Education is appalling. Well, if you think about uh, all the government ministers that interfere with the teachers' daily teaching, if you like, because they know best, and then teachers are getting fed up with it because everyone's interfering with their jobs, uh, why do you think education has gone downhill? Pat, thank you very much. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Pat's suggesting that we all go out on strike, dear listener. I'm up for that. Who's up for some of that? Uh, Jamie's near Hemel on the M1. Morning, Jamie. Morning. Jamie, what have you got for me? Oh, I, I just great song you played yesterday. Oh, yes. Had me in absolute stitches. I just texted in a minute ago to say, can you play it again? You like the snake song? Yeah. I, it's from, I think it's Peter, Paul and Mary. It's written by Shel Silverstein. There's a brilliant version of Johnny Cash doing it. And I have to, th- I have to thank my, um, as my uh, son calls him, my boy boss, <clears throat> Lawrence, who, who uh, highlighted it to us. It's a good song, isn't it? Yeah, I thought so. Jamie, here it is just for you, sir. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh, gee, oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle, oh, fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck, oh, heck. He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread. He's followed by... There you go, you see. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to uh, give us uh, a call... Uh, Math says, Ian, my previous point you read out wasn't angry. I've got a cross-reference previous text now, have I? It merely pointed out that they impact the children and annoy parents. What teachers need is help sorting out the troublesome children that impact others and make teachers want to leave in order that they can do their job to educate, but they should be measured on actual ability and removed if not up to target. Well, I think, yes, one of the big uh, arguments, isn't it, that's being put forward is that uh, more and more teachers are leaving after only four or five years in the profession. Well, part of me thinks, well, maybe they're not up to to the job, if that's the case. That on day one of teacher training college, they get sat down and said, right, this is what you'll have to do. If you don't think you can handle it, I suggest you leave now. That would help, wouldn't it? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. There's not a lot going on in any of the newspapers today. There's lots of guesswork around the Malaysian airline. Lots of guesswork. Um, This was a deliberate act, says the Daily Express. They suspect that uh, the captain um, committed suicide. Uh, There are are better ways of committing suicide, aren't there, than taking an aircraft of 45,000 feet so that everybody in the plane passes out and then crashing it. Aren't there? There are better ways of doing it. If you're going to commit suicide, is that how you'd do it? Probably not. But that's the uh, theory that the Express is running with. I think what's disappointing about it is we ain't never going to find out the truth. We are never going to know exactly what happened, are we? 
it, there's going to be guesswork and conjecture and uh, a theory will be put forward, but we're never going to know. And I guess that's, uh, that's as human beings, we find that quite frustrating. Children's pocket money soars to £12, says the Daily Express. Grown-ups may endure pay freezes, but lucky children have seen a pocket money boom. The weekly treat has soared by 211% in the past 20 years. It averaged £2.42 back in 1994. That's the equivalent of £4.09 in today's money, in case you were wondering. But now children of 1994 are mums and dads themselves and hand over an average of £12.74. That seems rather excessive to me. How much money are you giving your kids? Pocket money. And are they doing stuff to earn it? Or are you just handing it over? Today's youngsters buy computer games and clothes while their parents went for sweets and magazines. In 1994, we would have been buying computer games as well, wouldn't we? Saying that, I would have been uh, 21, so I wouldn't have been getting any pocket money. But people would have been buying um, SNES and Mega Drive games then. A nice little bit of SNES, a little bit of Mario action, isn't it? The poll for money-saving websites... Quiz 2,000 parents. Um, the top five pocket money buys in 1994 were one sweets, two magazines, three sports equipment, four cassettes, five board games. No one was buying board games. No one was buying board games within 1994. For goodness sakes. The 2014 top five is computer games, phone apps, clothing and number four, toiletries. What kind of sad kid is buying toiletry? What kind of sad kid is going to buy toiletries? Links, isn't it? Does Links oh, count? And all teenage boys love it. That Africa. Does Links count as a toiletry though? Yeah, it will do. I've bought one of. The, you know they've made deodorant cans smaller. You've seen this? They made them smaller. They've they've caught they're pressurised cans, so it's supposed to be you get the same amount, but it's smaller. Um, but I think it's more expensive. They're, they're making more money out of it somehow. Anyway, it does. You don't. You have to squirt for longer to get the same amount out because it comes out like a really fine. There's not a big. How do you get the distribution? Well, this is it. You have to stand there for a long time. It's like kind of it's like the, the same technique the Australians are using to comb the sea. They're doing the, what's called the lawnmower technique, up and then across a little bit, then down, then across, then up, then a little bit. They're doing that. And I'm having to do the same thing with my deodorant. The problem is you can't go roll-on unless you've got a, a smooth work surface. I don't like... I've tried the roll-on. What's this thing? There's a hit, I'm, there a roll-on for men? I didn't know that. that you kind of need... I, I think well, it's more effective on a smooth work surface. No, you can use roll-on mum, isn't it? Yeah, but then it doesn't touch your skin if you're... Uh, well, it touches your hair. suit chap. There's, you can buy those um, stones, can't you? Those deodorant stones that you kind of just rub this stone under your armpit and it stops you smelling. Doesn't that, yeah, does it? That's what smelly people say to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm using a deodorant stone. Hippies. Hippies are the primary uh, people who are, who are doing that, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Um, Marco in St Albans says, Ian, you said everyone is having to work a little bit harder. True. But teachers don't get paid to work that little bit harder at home or weekends. Can you think of anyone else in that same situation? Uh, yes, I can. Um, it's, is it Honda? Is it Honda where they've cut their shifts down um, and people are working more but for less money and they're distributing their shifts differently? There's loads of places, Marco. Everyone else gets overtime. No, they don't, Marco. Not, uh, hello, it's 2014. My friend, it's n- not everybody's getting paid overtime. More people are having to do more work for less money to keep their jobs. That's... Or less work for less money. Either way, Marco, wake up and smell the Ribena. A lot of people have had a lot of their team fired off and no less work to be done. The Weetabix scam to get phoned into a prison. Hey, they're banning books in... Are they banning books in prisons? Yes. 
that's the idea. That's that's great news, isn't it? Let's let's stop um, prisoners from reading. Give them more time to watch Jeremy Kyle and plan their escape. Prisoners prisoners often go to ingenious lengths to try to sneak forbidden forbidden items into their cells. Where sometimes they shove them. Mm-hmm. I saw a papillon. In one case, guards opening a box of Weetabix got more than they bargained for when they found this illicit mobile phone pictured. And, and they're right, it, it is pictured. And illicit. Individual Weetabix biscuits had been hollowed out meticulously to fit a mobile phone inside and then repackaged. The sneaky hiding place was revealed in a new set of pictures showing the inventive ways prisoners have tried to smuggle in banned items. I hope they don't show all of the inventive ways because I've seen Papillon and they right up there. In another incident, prison staff found drugs hidden in a secret pouch in the lining of a pair of jeans. Well, that's not that ingenious, is it? Making a pocket. And inside a hollowed-out stereo were two blocks of cannabis, a mobile phone and a USB stick. Wow. Why would you need a USB stick in prison? What? They use computers. But what, what's he going to have on there? There might be some... Uh, illegal copies of Chucky Egg or something. <laughs> is that what he's gonna, is what's going to be on there? 08459 four, double, five, five, double, five, five, double, five. Yander in Sunderland has texted in, Ian, I support the teacher strike 100%. Having been a school governor of several schools over the past 15 years, I know the terrible stress and horrendous workload teachers have, and which has got worse over the years. The holiday criticism is a red herring. Teachers in the main will spend a lot of their holidays working very little time to actually get away. The teachers I have known do care for their pupils and those on strike do fear what, for what the government is doing to education and their strike is as much a concern for the children's future in education as much as for their own concerns. I went to school in the 80s. Thatcher's Britain and we had strike after strike. Tory Britain of 2014 is no different. 08459 Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise still very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And on the A1M southbound, things struggling around Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Hitchin, we've got queues on the A505 and the A602 as you approach the centre of town. On the speed sensors, the A5 southbound looking very slow through Mark 8, approaching the M1. And at the London Coney roundabout, all of the approaches there looking very heavy. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 7.45, it's Wednesday the 26th of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are stepping up patrols after five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a ten-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions. And in sport, Luton are 17 points clear at the top of the conference after a 2-1 win at Grimsby. Coming up, we'll get the latest on uh, protests to save an allotment. But before that, let's get the weather with Georgina Burnett. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello there, any mist and fog may take a little while to thin out this morning. We should have some initial brightness, but it clouds over fairly early on and leaves us with quite a grey day today. A few showers around from the start, though very wide, uh, very uh, isolated this morning. Come this afternoon, more widespread and uh, they're coming in on a northeasterly breeze, so pretty chilly too, with temperatures only just about reaching 7 or 8 degrees Celsius. Now some of those showers may be quite heavy with uh, some hail and thunder. Um, they do start to clear through this evening, but then we have more feeding in from the east but in the clear spells we may get some patchy frost in the countryside perhaps even some patchy ice elsewhere with temperatures down close to freezing now some of those uh, showers quite wintry through the night it may be that on higher ground so the chilterns for example we get a slight accumulation as well so tomorrow first thing we've got the odd shower around but come the afternoon they're more widespread again uh, more in the way of sunny spells though for tomorrow but still feeling quite chilly with temperatures reaching eight or nine degrees celsius so tomorrow some patchy ice and frost is likely again on friday we've got a cold brisk wind so that's going to feel pretty raw with showers and longer spells of heavy rain at times uh, the weekend though is looking much better so mainly dry with some sunny spells certainly much milder with temperatures in the mid to high teens uh, a bit of a breeze though still but uh, much much more pleasant than it will be for the next couple of days that mild weather it doesn't last very long though as we see a return to the cold weather the middle of next week that's your latest forecast Every weekday morning. The shop didn't want to give me them back, so I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I left discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise. And for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Watford's mayor is warning a group of allotment holders that they are putting the town's future in jeopardy. The Save Farm Terrace Allotments Group is refusing to drop its fight against the building of a new health campus and homes on the grounds that the development would encroach on their plots. Well, they're taking the case to a judicial review for the second time. Mayor Dorothy Thornhill joins me now, as does Sarah Jane Trebar from the campaign. Good morning to both of you. Good morning, Good morning Ian. Dorothy, you, what, what is this? Uh, you, Hi, Sarah you, Jane. Oh, that's a very polite for the moment. Let's see where this goes. Uh, Dorothy, you're saying that they're putting the town's future in jeopardy. Why? Um, I don't think that was my exact words. Um, what I feel is that we have had a long debate about this, um, and I feel it's actually important to face people with the consequences of their actions, and there will indeed be consequences um, depending on how this um, this judicial review goes, um, if that's indeed where where we end up. What, are the, and what I could the consequences it's important. be? Well, um, it, the, the first and foremost is that it starts to risk the viability of the whole scheme um, and once things don't start, start to stack up you have a completely inferior scheme one that you wouldn't really want but in particular it reduces our flexibility to do what we want to do um, to give the hospital its maximum flexibility for its future it would probably mean that we would have to build even more houses on the site and there would be more flats than homes and it would certainly mean that it wouldn't be the quality development which at the moment we envisage it being a real uh, a really good neighborhood and a new part of town sarah jane i completely agree with everything that the has said but i believe we will 
believe that the allotments can be included in all of those um, areas without um, risking um, the development and certainly without risking any problems to the hospital, which is our main concern. We're not in any way against the, hospi- the new hospital or any hospital buildings being developed. Certainly not. Can't, uh, Dorothy, can't you, you, you compromise and incorporate the allotments into this development? What's the problem there? Um, I think we've had two years of this discussion and arguing about that. I mean, you know, you know I'm a mayor of a, of, of a successful town um, and I want to please my residents. And I've said all along I have great respect for the campaigners who are fighting for what they believe in. Um, and I guess the simple answer is, you know, if it were possible, if we really thought it were possible we'd have done it. Why, why isn't it possible, Mayor Dorothy? Um, because of the viability of the whole scheme. The whole scheme hinges on the financial viability of a scheme of this, this, this size. But why do you need the allotments? Because it contributes to the viability of the whole scheme. And how does it do that? I'm sorry, I, I don't uh, Right. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, you know, there's been opportunities to explain this, but to, to, to people out there who don't understand. In any development scheme, there are things that make profit and there are things that actually make no profit and, in fact, actually cost money. Um, hospital facilities are, are clearly one. Um, and the, the, non, the non-profit making parts of a scheme have to come from somewhere else on the scheme. Um, and, that's, and that's how a whole scheme works. If you're actually reduced in the capability of the scheme, the whole, I mean, this is a 30 hectare site, then there are direct consequences. You know, it actually means that there is, um, a, you know, a financial risk to the scheme. Um, and therefore, we then lose green open space. We lose um, the infrastructure, you know, shops and school and things like that, and we certainly lose the ability to give the hospital the flexibility that it needs to, to plan its, its future. So a lot of people with a lot more expertise than I've certainly got have sat down and thrashed this out because from myself and the other councillors, from the off, we've said this is not a decision we want to have to take. And I'm afraid eventually they came to us and said, if you want the quality scheme that you want, if you want the best shot for the hospital to be staying in Watford for the future, then we have to include the allotments. So it was a decision that was taken, you know, with regret and, dare I say it, with sadness. Um, can I ask a question? What happens if, when we do go to judicial review, which we are going to, um, what happens if we win and we, we certainly think we are going to win or else we wouldn't be pursuing this? If you can't have the allotments, does that mean the health campus does not go ahead? What it means is exactly what I've just explained. So it, means, kind of it, means, it means that we, uh, we have an inferior scheme on all of those three parts. So, of course, this is a huge site. Of course, regeneration of a brownfield site in the, in the middle of West Watford will go ahead. Of course it will. But as the hospital have said to you themselves, and they've said it in print, they've said it on national television, and they've said it in social media to you, it will make their job more difficult and more expensive. But it would go ahead without it the It will make it more difficult and more expensive. But it would go ahead without the allotment. It also, will make it more difficult please? 
and more expensive. But it would go ahead. And uh, Sorry? some sections would go ahead. As yet, we, we couldn't say exactly what wouldn't happen. Ah, and isn't that, the, is that, isn't that the interesting that thing, Dorothy? We would not be getting is, the scheme that we will now. And it could be argued, you say you don't know exactly how it would, it would affect the scheme. It could be argued that, that perhaps you're doing a little bit of scaremongering. No, definitely. Uh, <laughs> no, I think. A little bit of spin. Two, I think for two years, Ian, we've had this debate, um, and it's been portrayed as, you know, poor allotment holders being trampled on by. Absolutely, we are. Well done. That's right. Um, but actually, this is the council sticking up for its residents, actually giving its residents an opportunity, uh, a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity Sarah to Jane. actually build yes. a whole yes. new neighbourhood. Sarah Jane, th- th- let's look at it from the other side. It, it, it could be argued that perhaps you're being a little bit selfish and you are denying Watford the chance to, to grow and develop. No, absolutely. We want Watford to grow up and develop. We really do. Absolutely. But we just see ourselves as a massive part of that. You know, the allotment site has been there since 1896, Ian. It's supported communities throughout centuries, and it's very important that it stays the green lung that it is. I mean, what Mayor Dorothy perhaps isn't saying is that it's on a floodplain at the moment, and although they're going to build up development around that and they're going to build up the flood development, you taking away all that green space would only add to the already at-risk flood plane that's there. Um, it also takes away this amazing, and it, I can't describe to you how beautiful it is to be down there. You know, there are people who've worked plots for 40 years down there, and it's it's such an important amenity. And I'm saddened that Mayor Dorothy hasn't had the vision to include this in all her plans, because you think about where it is. She could develop the hospital. Absolutely, there's lots of brown land. She can have some houses, although personally I think 750 is perhaps a little bit greedy for flats, certainly with no green space. But she could have all of that encompass it. And unfortunately, the consultation process that Mayor Dorothy likes to talk about didn't include any questions about using the allotment space. Dorothy, I've had a text, Dorothy. Let me put this text to you. This is from Paul. It says, however Dorothy dresses it up, the borough are giving green community land to developers to build houses. The NHS have stated they have no plans to build a hospital or even hospital buildings. They have no funding either. This scheme is a cynical land grab and we, the ratepayers, are the losers. What's, What's your reaction to that, Dorothy? Um, I, well, I, first of all, I think that person is misinformed. Um, you know, the hospital have made their position quite clear, uh, as I've stated um, several times, as, and much more importantly, so have they. So that's um, so, so complete. That's let's go through it a step at a time. The NHS, the, uh, the, the, he's wrong when he says they, the NHS have stated they have no plans to build a hospital or buildings and they have no funding. That's, right, those, are, those are wrong. What the NHS... I think we're playing with nuance here. Well, it's the a straightforward said, statement. Is that true or false? What they are saying, I don't really want to have to speak for the hospital. Let me say very clearly. Because there's no plans, very no clearly, funding. At the moment, the hospital is in a difficult place. Do the hospital, Dorothy, Dorothy, let's address this, let's address this. Do the hospital have plans to build a hospital or hospital buildings, yes or no? Yes, they have. They have plans. Do they have funding? What they don't have are detailed plans. Do they have funding? And when they know their detailed plans... you said I spoke to them, When they have their detailed plans... Hang on. There were no plans. There was no. They couldn't for the like, next twelve to eighteen months until they're waiting for the capital strategy. So they didn't they, say what they need. Sarah Jane, they didn't need. hang on, absolutely. ladies, ladies. That is absolutely correct. So they don't have. They don't that have specific plans, correct. and they don't have funding. At the moment, no, they don't have funds. They don't have funds, moment, right, Ian? That's not how hospital funding works, okay. and I think that's where we're getting into this. We are mind. not at all against the, the, the but by, by, by your plans, you are actually putting the whole 
scheme Mayor Doris, of can I ask you something else you as well? You are putting the Mayor whole Doris, scheme can I ask you something else as well, please? This has been, when I said I was coming on the radio programme, don't worry, it's, not, it's nothing at all. It's, it's just simply this. The local residents of West Watford are extremely worried about the, the strain on the infrastructure that's already around here by the extra. I mean, originally you started off with 600 um, flats, is that right? And now it's going up to 700, now 750 flats. Yes. And, and how many houses? 68 houses, is it? Um, and they're worried about the strain on this local community. And this is what I keep coming back to. Absolutely. You know, the strain on the green lungs, the oh, house, yep, you know, yep. the, exactly. And they're worried because there's no transparency. Sarah Jane, we've got 20 I'm seconds. Dorothy, you response to that, please. Okay, absolutely yes. right. Bottom line. When this scheme, and it's a, a 10 to 15 year scheme, is built out, it will have real green open space and it will have more beautiful green open that's, that's, space that's wrong, than at present. I'm afraid it's not wrong. Okay, we have to end it there. Sarah Jane Trebar, Dorothy Thornhill, Mayor Dorothy Thornhill. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there are queues after an accident around Junction 20 for Kings Langley. It's now on the hard shoulder, but there's still congestion going back to Junction 18 for Chorley Wood. On the anti-clockwise carriageway, things very slow between 18 for Chorley Wood and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Well, if you want to have your say on that, you're more than welcome to, or or, uh, teachers striking, or any of the things we're talking about. We'll talk more after the latest news and sport with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headlines. Police step up patrols after threat to Bedfordshire schoolgirls. Government condemns teachers' strike. And Luton Town, another step closer to promotion. BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are stepping up patrols after five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a ten-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable. There have been four other less serious cases in Dunstable and Leighton Buzzard, the earliest in January. Richard Denton is from Bedfordshire Police. We're going into schools, we're offering personal safety advice, we're writing to parents. Also, if they think something is odd, to make sure they give us a call. Because quite often, uh, children can be a bit afraid to call the police. But certainly in this um, situation, we're saying if you think something's not right or you're being followed, then make sure you call us as, as quickly as possible. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions in what they say is a last resort. The school's minister is David Laws. We have seven major teaching and head teacher unions in this country. All of them are in talks with us. Six of them are not striking today. I think it's very sad that the National Union of Teachers have decided to take this industrial action. I don't believe that it's supported by the overwhelming majority of teachers and I hope that the NUT will reconsider their position on this. 
One of the big six energy firms, SSE, has announced it's freezing household gas and electricity prices until January 2016. The firm said it had listened to its 10 million customers and it hoped the move would offer them peace of mind. SSE said it would fund the freeze by cutting hundreds of jobs and selling assets. The Australian Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, has said his country is throwing everything it's got at the search for the missing Malaysia airliner in the southern Indian Ocean, the air and sea search for wreckage has resumed after the weather in the area improved. The government is insisting there are no plans to close Bedford Magistrates Court despite proposals to move most cases to Luton. MPs Richard Fuller and Alistair Burt raised the case in the Commons last night, but the Justice Minister Shalish Vara attempted to calm fears. There are currently no plans to close the Magistrates Court in Bedford. It is about listing arrangements that is the allocation of work between the various locations in Bedfordshire. There has been a consultation. Were there to be any plans for a closure, the consultation would have said so. In sport, Luton have taken another huge step towards promotion. A 2-1 win at Grimsby leaves John Still's side 17 points clear at the top of the conference. You know, I just want to keep building and building and hopefully we go up and we do okay next year but once we do okay for a year I think we can push again with young hungry players that's what I think Milton Keynes Don's playoff hopes suffered a setback as they lost 1-0 attempt to Gillingham Watford conceded a stoppage time equaliser in a 3-all draw attempt to Blackburn and Wickham remain in relegation trouble after a 1-0 defeat at Burton the weather cloudy with showers which may be heavy and perhaps thundery at times also a risk of hail a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's full of people who love the town themselves, they're very passionate about it. It's all about where you live. Attractive, fun, very friendly. All this week we're featuring Letchworth. Quite a bit of old and you've got a fair amount of contemporary sort of modern stuff. Everyone seems to know everyone, everyone sort of always speaks. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight. It's Wednesday. Sing hosannas. What's the weather like out there? I've not been out. Cold? It's a bit miserable? Or is it a bit sunny? Could be one of those. It could be one of many different variations. We'll find out at some point uh, during the day, I'm sure. Lots to talk about this morning. Some of the teachers are on strike. Are you for or again? It turns out most of you are again. Very little sympathy with the teachers. Uh, Some events have been happening outside some schools. There is a dodgy gentleman driving around. We'll have details on that. And you heard the uh, discussion there between the allotment campaigner and Mayor Dorothy Thornhill. Whose side are you on? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text to 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, police are stepping up patrols in Bedfordshire in light of a series of reports of a man targeting girls on the way to and from school. The accounts of a stranger following and in some cases grabbing children in Dunstable and Leighton Buzzard are now being linked, with police issuing descriptions of the suspect and warnings to be vigilant. Well, how do you teach your children about stranger danger? We used to get all the Charlie Says 
type public information films back in the day. What do you do now? Justin Dealey has been out speaking to parents about this. So you're here with your daughter this morning, who's 12 years old. How have you taught your daughter about stranger danger? Well, I've told her not to speak to strangers, full stop. And I've said to her, even if someone I know comes to the school and says, I've come to pick you up, you do not get in their car because they could say anything because you don't know if they're true friends. Mm. They could take your daughter off and do anything. So even if your daughter recognises that person as a friend of yours, yeah, do not, not get in their car? No, she has to phone me to confirm that I've sent them to get her. And if not, then she don't go with that person. I mean, she's 12 years old now. Yeah. How long have you been teaching her about this? Since primary school. Since primary school, I've even said to her, if anyone comes to the school to pick you up, you do not get go with that person because they could be anyone saying that I've said anything and they could be friends. They might not be anyone I know. And have you ever had an incident which has concerned you greatly as a parent? No. And you think that's because of the way you've taught your daughter? Yeah, yeah. You've got to tell them from a young age because they would just go. Well, let's talk now to Jonathan Smith, head teacher at Ardley Hill Academy in Dunstable. Morning, Jonathan. Morning. When did, when did you first hear about this? Uh, well, we've been hearing about... At least we get re- um, reports coming through uh, at various times ever since I've been a deputy head. So, uh, And we always sort of liaise with the police and act on them immediately, sending them information out to parents. But this one, in the last few days, has, uh, has come to light with us. And we've been given some really clear information. I actually had a visit from the police a couple of days ago. Um, where they gave us uh, uh, some details to send out, which we sent out to parents and also to all staff. And, and so what have they, have they told you who to look out for, what kind of things to look out for? Yeah, we, we, we've, we've had a description. Um, it, it's kind of, you know, a vague description, of course. Yeah. Um, but really it's about children being approached. Um, and the way we look at it as a school, I mean, it's really interesting listening to your last parents, really, talking then on the radio... So I think that's fantastic. You just have to, from a very young age, teach them. It's like kind of twofold. So you're teaching them uh, the, the basics of who they can trust, what they're going to do if something happens. But also what we try and do, with, you know, in conjunction with the parents, is educate them in terms of they're able to think more about you know, every incident happens. Just get them thinking independently, really, because, of course, every situation is different. And when a child's confronted with that, I would guess it's very different than when we're telling them about it as an adult. It's a fine line, isn't it, Jonathan, between giving them the information to both the parents and the kids and also not scaring them? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the thing is, when you're scared, you can't think very well. (laughs) So actually what you need to do is be able to teach them how to um, just be able to think for themselves, you know, just in very small ways, because then, you know, if, you know, God forbid an incident does happen, then they're able to think very quickly about it and do the right thing. How do you think the police have handled this, Jonathan? Well, from our point of view, we've had very clear information. We've always liaised very well with, with the police. Um, I'm, I'm talking to other head teachers, I know that the police liaise very closely with schools. Um, so, you know, I can only talk from, from our situation. Mm. We're very pleased with the response that we've had and um, the input we've had from them. Jonathan, I appreciate your time. Thank you, Jonathan Smith, Jonathan Smith head teacher at Aldley Hill Academy in Dunstable. Now joined by Dr Dave Williams, Senior Lecturer in Forensic Psychology at the University of Hertfordshire. Morning, Dave. Morning, Ian. Uh, At the start of the year, we had reports of of a man following girls. On Friday, it seems the man tried to bundle someone into a car. Is this kind of the familiar pattern? I wouldn't really say that there was a particularly um, familiar pattern. Um, I mean, it might be that this um, particular 
uh, set of incidents are linked, um, but uh, there is a certain amount of um, difference in the modus operandi um, across the different incidents. So, so it's kind of hard to say um, whether this is typical of one person, and indeed it's hard to say whether it's typical of the way in which um, an abductor might go about uh, abducting children. Aren't these um, uh, things generally progressive? That the, 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 a potential abductor will start doing one thing and gradually get f- go further and further as, as he needs to go further to get his kicks? Well, I mean, that can be the case, but um, that, that would apply in very rare circumstances with um, people that have, um, you know, gone beyond fantasizing uh, and are acting out uh, on their fantasies. Um, if these are uh, linked um, events, uh, you'd have to say that over three months, this isn't um, necessarily somebody that's learning from mm. uh, their attempts. How do, I often wonder how uh, th- people like me influence the situation. By talking about it on the radio, are we making it worse? Are we scaring the bloke away? Is it, are we making it more exciting? What, what, what's, what, what kind of impact could we be having? Well, I, I mean, I think the media is a factor uh, with these things. I mean, you know, the bottom line is that uh, estimates of um, uh, 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 who the victim is um, in, in respect of certainly um, sexual offenders, in only less than 5% of cases um, will the perpetrator be unknown, uh, be, be a stranger mm. to the victim. In the majority, over 50% of cases, it will be somebody that the um, victim knows. And of course, that assumes that that's um, a motivation as far as these incidents are, are concerned. It, it, it might not be, but, uh, uh, you know, the stranger uh, risk is, is, is certainly something that we're worried about, but it's, it's not the predominant uh, risk in terms of um, uh, child victims. And what about his, this guy's family, his wife or his mum or his mates? Will, will they have noticed a, a change in his behaviour? Well, it can be the case that if somebody goes beyond fantasising to actually acting out on um, a, a motivation they have because, you know, um, uh, uh, the bottom line is, you know, that they may be attracted to children. Um, there can be changes in that person's life, um, stress, um, things that bring about disinhibition, um, for example, uh, a drug habit getting out of uh, hand, that sort of thing. Um, so there can be changes in a person's uh, life that maybe somebody they know well um, could uh, pick up on. But the problem is that, um, of course, you know, there are many people in the world and uh, uh, you know stress comes and goes in many people's lives so whether somebody who um, might know uh, uh, the perpetrator, if there is a single perpetrator, um, and be able to use that information and, and make some, it, it's, it's probably going to be very difficult for them to mm. do so. Fascinating. Dave, thank you very much indeed, Dr. Dave Williams, Senior Lecturer in Forensic Psychology at the University of Hertfordshire School of Psychology. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Some texts on teachers. Uh, Jack in Bedford says, Ian, the government are destroying public sector pensions and working conditions. It's not what we signed up for. They are trying to stop the job for life culture just to save a bit of money, but make education worse, policing worse and fire services worse and a lot less experienced. They want you to do four or five years, then move on. And Nicole says, I can't believe the naivety people are about general working conditions today. I leave for work at 6am. I'm never home before 7. I have to do lots of work from home. I've never been paid overtime. It's just how life is. If you don't like it, find something else. That's what we all have to do. 
08459 555 555. Before uh, the news at 8 o'clock, we were speaking about allotments. Mayor Dorothy Thornhill um, from Watford uh, was uh, having a ding-dong with Sarah-Jane Trebar, who wants to save uh, the allotments. John's in Watford. Morning, John. Yes, good morning. What would you like to say? Well, I've I've got uh, two concerns. One is, uh, with regard to this uh, uh, so-called health campus, because we've never, ever seen any details of the health aspect for it, is that they're actually going to be building on floodplain land. Now, I'm sure you're fully aware, um, you would have seen the BBC reports yesterday from the United Kingdom Meteorological Office that they are now predicting, because of climate change, that winters in future will be warmer and wetter. Now, at the beginning of this year, we had some very serious flooding problems in, in the Watford area. And if they're going to build on the floodplain in West Watford, that must inevitably mean they're going to be raising the level of the river. And that's going to be threatening not just that area with flooding, but also other parts of Watford in central Watford as well as West Watford. And I think it will also have a knock-on effect in places like Bushy and Hartsmere and also parts of the Three Rivers District Council over in the sort of Croxley Green area. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, that what's needed, I think this thing is being rushed into in too much of a rush. I mean, I know Dorothy was saying earlier on, you know, they've been looking at this for two years, but this is a very large development. I actually think, you, you actually suggested it, I think, that some sort of compromise could, could be achieved. I think they need to scale down the size of this development. I think they could, uh, part of the allotments, the top end of the allotments, are needed by the Watford Football Club for a car park. That's the fact. Um, I think that they could actually keep the remainder of the allotments. They could then uh, uh, compensate those people who lose their allotments for the car park for the football club um, and either give them money or, or, or uh, you know, additional land. Um, and then, uh, yes, uh, I mean, you know, the area is a bit scrappy because it's been lying there. A lot of it's uh, Brownfield site at the end of Cardiff Road. Um, I think that could definitely be redeveloped. And one of the things I've suggested is an ideal development there would be for elderly people to actually live in close proximity to the hospital. John, thank you very much. We've got to end it there because we need to move on. 08459 555 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, one lane is closed around Junction 20 for Kings Langley after an accident. We've got long delays on the approach with queues back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross. Thanks to Jackie for the update. Also having a knock-on on the speed sensors, really adding to the queues on the A41 in Kings Langley. That's southbound and it's queuing from the Hemel Hempstead turn-off to approach the M25. Elsewhere on the speed sensors in Hartford, the A414 slow on both approaches to the centre of town. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.16, it's uh, Wednesday the 26th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are linking five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a 10-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions. And in sport, Milton Keynes Don's playoff hopes suffered a setback as they lost 1-0 at home to Gillingham. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from three on BBC <sighs> Counties Radio. Fun times. Yes. Fun times. Morning. Morning, JVS. How's your nostrils? It's, um, well, yes. They're, they're, they're kind of, they're clearer, but I've, got, I've still got this sinus headache. Oh, it's right up there. Yes, it's, it's in your nostrils. It's, it's moved up. <clears throat> it's moved oh, right up. Just like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got the old sin- the old SH, oh, the sinus dear. headache. Never mind. Gosh. Never mind. How are you? You're looking um, fine and dandy and alive. Do you think I've lost more weight? I didn't say that. Oh. Have you? I have, yeah. It's funny you say that. Good for you. My trousers. Do you want to see my trousers? Not really. Look at these. Oh, look gosh. how loose they you are. You look like um, one of those, um, what do they call it? A batty boy, is it? With the trousers around your, around your knees? I don't think that's quite what you mean. What do they call those boys with the trousers around <laughs> their knees? They don't wear a belt. That's what you look like. Do I? Yeah, thanks, one of those. thanks very much. My trousers aren't quite hanging down. But honestly, my waist is getting slimmer and slimmer. Isn't that wonderful news? Isn't it nice? <laughs> wonderful. What's on yeah. your show today? Coming up on the, this morning's big yes. phone-in, I'm asking, do you accept teaching as one of the toughest jobs in the UK? Over 100 schools in beds, hearts and bucks. They're affected today as teachers in the three counties strike over their pay, their pensions and their conditions. 92% of NUT members voted in favour of the strike action, which has been described by the union as a last resort, as too many teachers have become demoralised and exhausted. Mm. A teacher who wants to be known as Sally has kept a radio diary about her work and she's told the BBC mm. to be a teacher... You have to prepare more work in a week than most managers do in a year. You need the analytical skills of a city trader, the management skills of a CEO, and the compassion of a social worker. Gosh. Well, is she right? From nine this morning, I want your views. Do you accept that teaching is one of the toughest jobs in the UK? 08459 455 555. Your view from nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us uh, a call. I was, uh, is an anonymous email. Oh, about stranger dangers and things like that. I was stalked at secondary school. The man would wait for me and follow me home every day. One day he grabbed me, uh, but my friend grabbed me and we ran home. When he was arrested, he told police he wanted to rape me. It was very scary as a child, and I'm very aware of people around my son. He is six, but reads papers and listens to news with me and asks why people get taken and killed, etc. I always tell him the truth and exclaim that some people aren't nice. I don't ever go with strangers. It's a tough one, isn't it? How do you explain it? To kids, that there are bad people out there, and what are you going to do? Ah, oh, dearie me, dearie me. Well, you know, I had that conversation with my daughter the other day because she decided to stalk off into the um, afternoon by herself. Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? She got in a mood. She's five going on about 15. Yeah. Um, and she decided to strop, you know, go off in a strop. Yeah. So I watched her go around the corner, ran to the next corner, walked around, and then I had a word with her about how when I can't see her... Yes. 
there might be bad people there. And maybe, was it too early to say it? But I think I needed to make her aware. You kind of, it's, it's strange, isn't it? You need to introduce the concept at some point, but it's, uh, you don't want to make it too terrifying, really. Have you ever lost your children in shops? Yeah, yeah, of course, it's terrifying. And, and you have to talk no. then about who would be the person to go to for help and yeah. not to leave the shop and stuff. You kind of introduce it gradually, I guess. Yeah, by terrifying them. Well, you've got to frighten them a little bit. Yeah, they need a little bit. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. Marisha is in Watford. Good morning, Marisha. Morning. What would you like? You, you want to call in about allotments? Yeah, Go I on. heard the mayor. I, I heard what she was saying, Dorothy. Yeah, and the mayor. Yeah. I went to a, I, yeah, I went to a meeting in January, and someone asked her why, if if this is over a fifteen-year period, why did they have to take the allotments now? And she said to this woman, um, "If you imagine, it's like if you have an extension built and there's a tree in the way, you can have your extension, but it's harder to build it." She said, "So it's like for the developers, they want a clear plot." She'd never said anything to do with the Bible. It seemed as though she was being, uh, you know, it was the builders, mm. the developers that are leading her. And every time, every, you know, as a Watford resident, this was a hospital. This was all about developing and giving us a good quality hospital. Yeah. Hemel wanted to put the hospital Hatfield. So for her to come on and say, oh, we talked about this a lot. Dottie, you may have done, but the rest of us in Watford didn't. So, you know, I just think, Take six months out and actually tell us in clear what we're going to get. Yes, wet what for that part needs redeveloping. But my biggest issue, how do you get into the site? When the floods were in, the back of B&Q, yeah. between Bushy and Watches, if you look at the Watford Observer page, you can see the picture of the floods. That's the road onto this site. That's how we're all going to get in there. But it flooded. So how would we all get in there unless they're going to do something drastic with the river? There's a lot of thinking to be done before she shoves this through. Well, it, it, oh. Dotty, as you as you called her, would, would would claim that it's not being shoved through. That they they've spent the last two years trying to um, to get this to happen. So it's it's a slow process. What? So we all knew. The, so I, I don't live in West Watford, but I do live in Watford. And what really worries me is we can't move in our town now. And she says, "Oh, everybody loves living in Watford." No. Everybody loves visiting Watford, but we don't love living there because we can't get through our town. We all want to work elsewhere because we can get there. It would take you longer to get from one side of Watford to the other. Now, I know loads of places have issues with traffic, but it just feels as though, you know, I, I read the Watford Observer every week. And I this thing about the uh, allotments only came up, what, last year? Now, they sound pretty savvy, those um, allotment people. If that had been mentioned for two for two years, don't you think they would have started the fight two years ago? What's your well, message to Mayor Dorothy, Marisha, if she's listening now, which I'm sure she is? Yeah, what I'd say to her is, forget your, you know, I think this is just another um, one of her schemes. It's the same as the top of the town, you know, spending all that money on the bridge. It may be great, but you know, it's been a really hard journey to get there. That's been going on for about seven months. Stop developing for outside people. Start thinking of what is it the people of Watford want. And yes, people of Watford want that land to look good, but stop shoving it down our throat and listen to people. Because, you know, with the consultation about this hospital, or this whole thing, we thought it was a hospital, the first people she went to were the hospital. They did an open media and they talked about it on... Um, your colleague in the evening talked about it, Roberto. Oh, yeah. He, he, they talked about it, and she was on, she was saying, oh, yes, I'm going down, and I expect to see some graphics, and it'll be lovely. And, you know, not one, it wasn't for residents. It was for all the corporate bods. 
And that's how much she thinks of Watford residents that she talks to our partners because we have to get them on board for the benefit of the people of Watford. Well, if there is no hospital, what's the general, you know, or an ex- a better hospital? We know we're going to keep them, but a better hospital... What's in it for us? Marisha, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Uh, Debbie has texted in. Ian, one of your listeners said, we're all in the same position, re-wages. Not so government ministers. They gave themselves a large rise, setting the bar for the rest of us and those at the top of the tree in business have a crude amount of money at our expense. Wake up and she yes, she's written this, smell the coffee. She actually wrote those words. Uh, Peter's on the line. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you. Ah, Peter, what have you got for me today? Um, Although I don't live in Watford, uh, I've been listening to the debate going backwards and forwards. It's a very emotive uh, situation where allotments versus hospital and a huge development. Um, As I gather it, it's on a floodplain, and you can imagine the headlines uh, 20 years hence. Watford has... Uh, received the worst floods in living memory if only we hadn't have built this development, etc. It could happen, of course. Uh, And when you think of all the people that have uh, uh, derived benefit from uh, their plots, their allotment plots, and all those future generations that are going to derive benefit from the allotment plots, there's got to be an alternative, hasn't there? Well, but Mayor Dorothy seems uh, adamant that this is the way forward, Peter. That this will be great for Watford. Well, thin end of the wedge, because if they get away with destroying the allotments at Watford, uh, they have found a way of getting rid of the allotments throughout the United Kingdom. And the allotments, were, um, as citizens of the United Kingdom, uh, we fought long and hard to get our allotments. And to, to suddenly see them vanishing beneath our feet uh, is a crying shame, I think. It's quite an old-fashioned concept, though, isn't it, Peter? Allotments? You, uh, don't, not many people use them, really, do they? All crumbs. I, I've, hey. I've got a, a circle of friends um, measuring tens and tens of people that have allotments, including myself, and we derive a lot of pleasure from growing our own uh, fruit and vegetables and uh, having jollies down on the allotment with uh, uh, barbecues and get-togethers, etc., etc. Well, it sounds it sounds absolutely delightful, Peter. Thank you for that. Okay. Ta-ta. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Can we find some allotment users before the end of the show? It, it, surely it, it's um, it's just doddery old men, isn't it? Isn't it primarily doddery old men that go down there and? I think my father-in-law would take great exception to that. Well, hang on a minute. Your father-in-law? That means yeah. he's a doddery old man. No, he's not a doddery old man. How he's old a is very, he? Very, very fit man. He's only in his sixties. Yeah, so he's old. That's no age at all. Okay, but 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 th- th- you won't get many young. You won't get many twenty-year-olds. Squinty's got one, hasn't he? Again, you won't get many twenty-year-olds uh, working out on their allotments, would you? You can grow potatoes in a sack. That's a fact. Yeah, I tried growing them in a barrel once. Doesn't work. No, it doesn't work properly, does it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there's one lane closed around Junction 20 for Kings Langley after an accident. Got long delays on the approach with those queues going back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross. Thanks to Jackie for texting in with an update. Also having a knock-on and adding to the queues in Kings Langley on the A41 southbound. Queues between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and the M25. 
On the speed sensors in Hitchin, the A505 and A602 queuing to approach the centre of town and the A5 northbound also looking heavy as you go through Dunstable. On public transport, there's no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Police are stepping up patrols after five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. A man tried to get a 10-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable on Friday. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over pay and conditions. And the government is insisting there are no plans to close Bedford Magistrates Court despite proposals to move most cases to Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. And Luton Town have taken another huge step towards promotion. Griffiths picks up now for Luton. 1-1 it remains. Oh. Race try hits the post. And then it's converted by Benson. And he has scored after Griffiths hits the post. It's Grimsby 1, Luton 2. Goals from Matt Robinson and that winner from Paul Benson mean John Stills' side are 17 points clear at the top of the conference. In League One, Milton Keynes-Dons' playoff hopes suffered a setback as Cole Robinson's side lost 1-0 at home to Gillingham. We play well, we play with energy, we play with hunger. Players put the bodies on the line, they got into some key areas, we changed the system two or three times from 4-3-3 to 4-2-3-1 to even three at the back or two up front. We changed a number of things and we were constantly dominant but can't score. Last night's results left Stevenage bottom of League One but a win away to Coventry tonight at Northampton would lift Graham Westley's side out of the bottom four. Full commentary in three counties sport from seven. In the Championship, Watford conceded a stoppage time equaliser in a three-all draw attempt to Blackburn after goals from Cassetti, Adini penalty and Batokio had given them the lead. Here's goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain. It was a very entertaining game, very uh, end-to-end and you know, the momentum of the game swung backwards and forwards. Um, Crucially, I thought we'd got the uh, the final say, but you know it wasn't to be, uh, which is uh, disappointing from our point of view. You know we, we they, they'll go home very happy, and uh, we're, we're a bit disappointed, obviously, to uh, concede that one so late. And Gareth Ainsworth Ainsworth's Wickham are just two points above the League Two relegation zone after a one 0 defeat at Burton. We need to fight and scrap for every little piece of, of points there's going to be now, because like I say, four and a half weeks left of the season. I don't want to go down. I want to finish above two teams. I'm sure we've got enough if we all turn up, but it's got to be turning up every game, week in, week out now for the. Uh, for the remainder of the season. Manchester City are up to second in the Premier League after a comfortable 3-0 win at Manchester United. Arsenal drew two all at home to Swansea. Everton won 3-0 at Newcastle. Tonight, Liverpool hosts Sunderland. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! Last 30 minutes of the show, if you want to give me a call, now is an excellent time to do it. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What do you have, what do you have a whinge about today? Uh, I don't always whinge, I just oh. point out facts. Oh, OK, Get a bit in a whinging well, tone. I, I do find that the people with allotments, really, they're the smaller people, they've got a great delight in their allotments, and I can't quite understand why it's always pressure on the... If you like, the people with small pleasures in their lives, really. Have you got small pleasure? Uh, pardon? Do you have a small pleasure oh, in your absolutely. life? absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I run bowling sessions for bowl, older bowlers, and it's a great pleasure. 
Well, that's good. That's good to know, yeah, Peter. But the, no the, one really, no one really uses allotments anymore, though, do they? Oh well, I don't know whether you remember when they was building the Olympics. I don't remember and, that. No. And the, the small, there was a, a set of allotments there. They were having their social functions there. Their uh, cooking there. They'd have barbecues there. It's all sorts of things over. And we had one in this village. Uh, we got an allotment in this village, oh, yeah. which was funded basically. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've got allotments in this village and people love them. But uh, did you use the allotment? No, I don't okay. myself. Because you're a doddery old man, so you would be the kind of person I would expect... Well, 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 different people have different pleasures. Yes. So I got my pleasure in bowling. OK, you get your pleasure from bowls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a former Hertfordshire single champion, hey. so I do get a lot of pleasure from my bowling. Good for you. I listened to Roberto the other day, and oh, yeah. I think he found it great fun. I, I I like a little bit of crown green bowling. Yeah, well, that's not up north, that one. Oh. I played that. My son lives up north in Derbyshire, and he, I play, actually played that. Yes. And uh, but uh, this is flat green bowls in, in the south, really. OK, well, hang, hang on, what's the difference? Well, they've got, they're basically, they've got several crowns in their green, and... Uh, I've no idea what you're talking about now. Well, they've got heels, if you like. OK. In their green. Yes. Where when they bowl the jack, they just say finger pick, thumb pick. That means to say the oh. jack will go in the bias. Finger pick, thumb pick. <laughs> and then, then you bowl as if you're bowling uh, against the bias of the wood to hold it against the hill sometimes. I've, I've literally... You're speaking a foreign language. You might as well be speaking in German Absolutely. or Japanese. You'll have to get out and about a bit more. Yes, I, I will need to. Peter, it, it, says, it says on my screen you have an allotment joke for me. Oh, I was just saying it's just another plot by the, by the haves, really. Is, is that the joke? Yeah. It's a small joke, but it's about a plot of land. OK, <laughs> it's a small joke about this big. Thank you very much indeed. I didn't understand. I didn't understand that joke. Finger pick, thumb pick. No, was that that wasn't the joke? I don't oh, think. I thought that was a joke. What's this you're, you're, you're saying, Kelly? You can say it. Apparently, there's no swear words in the Japanese language. That's incorrect. Really? Yeah, of course, the Japanese have swear words. Oh, I heard that they don't. Who told you that? A Japanese person? No. Well, then there you go. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, Yeah, you see. That wasn't um, a swear word. No, that means whose umbrella is this? Mm-hmm. It's all I can Keiki, remember. Harimaska. So, uh, what? Keiki, harimaska. Keiki? Do I want, do you want some, do you want do some you cake? Do you have any cake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you need. Yes, that's it, that's it. You know any Japanese, Kelly? No. Keiki, harimaska. That wasn't bad. Thanks. Keiki, harimaska. Konobaswa Tokyo no kimaska? No, I don't. Yeah, and Enan. Oh, you see. <laughs> you see. <sighs> any phone calls or should we just hang out for Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Call us now for anything We've had like. uh, people phone us and then get really busy. Really? Up their phones. Why do they do that? Why don't they just stay not busy? Kelly, we need one of your... I tell you what we need for the last 25 minutes of the show. We need one of your excellent... OK, uh, I've got one. Cups of coffee, I was going to say. But, oh. OK, no, if you've, got, if you've got a phone in, then let's go for that. Allotment songs. <laughs> like what? Don't know. Well, you need to have an example. OK. Um, uh, potato. Potato. <laughs> It takes two. Uh, potato. But it doesn't sound like potato. <laughs> potato. I don't want a plants. Eddie Grant. Jeez. I mean. <laughs> Thanks, Kath. 08459 four, double, five, five, double, five. Anything by mud? Because of the mud. <laughs> I get it. I just don't get why you're saying it. 
Call me now. Hey, hang on. The Daily Express. Hang on, hang on a minute. Page 22 and 23. Exclusive guide to saving money. Oh, I like Excellent. saving money. Is it? Is the tip, don't spend it. Manage your mortgage better. Penny Wise. Is that woman called Penny Wise? She's not. No, she's not. She just should be. Penny Wise. It's not her name. It's Jasmine Bertels. Cutting the cost of the mortgage you have now. All right, how do I do that? Uh, a mortgage is like any other kind of debt. Really, you are renting the money. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I know what a mortgage is. But if you want to switch, you've got to pay, so that, that costs money, doesn't it? Uh, it's, it's not really the um, quick fix that I was hoping it was going to be, to be honest. Danny Dyer's in the newspaper. Oh. Screen hard man Danny Dyer has hit out at the snobbery he believes dominates his industry. The EastEnders star, 36, claims he's been unfairly mocked for his working-class background inside the profession and believes it's damaged his career. That's not what's damaged his career. Isn't he just playing himself in everything? That's what's damaged his career. There's definitely snobbery in showbiz, he tells Woman Magazine. Woman Magazine. They, they can change it. You've got, act, you've got actors like Benedict Cumberbatch. A great actor, but he's a bosh, posh boy playing posh boys. He doesn't... What? He does it well and doesn't get mocked for it. I'm stereotyped, he's not. Because he's a Cockney boy playing Cockney boys. I've done plays at the National Theatre, come off stage and gone into the bar. And I ain't got nothing in common with those people. When it comes to playing the game, I'm rubbish. The middle class actors are better prepped at working the system because they've got more in common with the decision makers. Oh. Sounds like um Sour grapes. What sour like? grapes. What's the one with eggs? Uh eggsy's eggs. Eggs on your face. He's got, he's got eggs on his face. Isn't eggs. He? He's totally got eggs on his eggy, face. Eggy, getting eggy. Your 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 phone hasn't taken it the phone. Greenhouse in your soul. They might be giants, says Stephen yeah. Harper's. That's a, that's not Bingo. a phone in though. Oh he hasn't he called texted. in. Did, did, did. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five. Jeez, we've got another twenty twenty one minutes of this interminable dross. You you can think of one. Yeah, you're a showman. Um, I'm trying to save my energy for the talk I'm doing the tonight. The salads of John and Yoko, says Carpet Martin on Twitter. <laughs> Why doesn't he call? He's he did like, call once. He's too posh to call. He did call we once. We stereotyped him as posh Carpet Martin. Yeah, he apologised for that call later on. Did he? Yeah, he did. Why? He sent me a message and apologised. Why? Because it was awful. No, it was nice. Good point. It was awful. I'm going to look at the front pages. You, you wave your hand when a phone call appears. It won't. Speaking of Be- uh, Benedict Cumberbatch... He's on the front page of The Guardian. He's going to play Hamlet in a play. Well done. That must be very, very exciting for him and his mum and nobody else. I don't get the Cumberbatch... What's going on? There's a phone ringing. I don't get the Cumberbatch phenomenon. I don't get it. I think he's very good. I mean, I don't think he's... he's, I mean, he's he's an actor. He's an alright actor. He does acting. It's the eyes... I don't trust his eyes. Is he an, an actor or an attractor? That's not his trade. He doesn't have to attract you. Kelly's going to put someone through. Here we go. This is exciting. Can I pop you straight through to have a chat with Ian? Not that we're desperate or anything, but... Excellent. Stay on the line. Fader 1, Laura. Laura! Hello! Hello, Laura. I just wanted to keep you company. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm a bit incapacitated at the moment. I've been oh. in hospital. Oh, go on. What happened? Oh, I'm OK. It's all good. 
it's all fine. <laughs> um, but I've had um, t- tummy surgery. Oh, blimey. Um, so, and I've been listening to your podcast, and I oh. have to say, they were they're all the previous ones for, while I was in there. Yeah. And they were so funny, and I had to be careful about my oh. tummy. <laughs> oh, no. So, so in case you laughed and you ripped your stomach open. Oh, and I've got to be careful. No, don't <laughs> laugh, Laura. I, I can't know, face another court case, please, for goodness sakes. <laughs> I particularly like the um, place names in a song. Oh, that was being a lame of love. Oh no, that no, don't do that. That was Kelly Betts' idea. I'm trying to discourage her from coming up with any more content. <laughs> so, are you back? Are you back home now, Laura? Yeah, yesterday I came home. And what? what yeah. do, you, do you just have to lie down and and be pampered? Yes, it's lovely. Hey, that's not bad, is it? <laughs> that'll that'll do. And do you what? Have you got your boyfriend or someone who's bringing you food and things? My husband and my mother-in-law, and they're oh. making me dinners. Oh, and, mate. Oh, I'm so lucky. Be, be on, now, be honest, Laura. Are you, are you mm. doing what we all do in these situations? Are you milking it a little bit? What? Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Wait, maybe just a little bit, now. <laughs> Have they given you really strong painkillers? Considering you've had stomach surgery, you're half giggling a lot. I know, I've got to be so careful. It's you, Ian, you the, make me laugh so much. Well, uh, uh, right, well, in that case, for the rest of the show, I'm going to, be, I'm going to make it miserable and dour. So you, there'll be no laughter. How about that? Yes. <laughs> That's for you. Laura, how long do you reckon you'll be out of action for? Oh, about another three, four weeks. There we go. Well, I wish you the very best of luck with your recovery. Thank you. And I'll make sure the show's not too funny for the rest of the week, OK? <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Rebecca says, um, allotment songs, parsnip duchy. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly. Uh, Lynn, Lynn, where are you, Lynn? I'm here, darling. Hello, my love. I'm thinking. Yes. Lettuce be. Oh, for goodness sakes! Why are you thinking? Why, why, yeah, I know, I know. Why are you thinking that? Because I'm not probably quite full shilling. Have you been drinking this morning? No, I've had. Um, well, I've had a couple of cups of tea. You're right. You sound a little bit. You sound like I feel miserable. I'm fine. I'm just a bit dozy. That's all. Oh, okay, okay. Do you? you you're an old person. What do you? I'm an old person. What do you reckon about allotments? Um, I think if they stand in the way of a extension to Watford Hospital, they'd have to go really. But yes, yes. People get a lot of pleasure out of them. So yeah, you can buy tomatoes now, though, can't you? That's the bit I don't quite get with allotments. Yeah. I don't get if that. I wanted something, I'd go to the shops and buy it. I would go to the shops and buy it. Lynn? I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste my time in a pair of Wellingtons digging up a load of mud, to be honest. Lynn, I'm going to let you go because I've got a seven-year-old coming on next. Oh, well, they'll probably make more sense than me. I'm hoping so. Sedesa, so, uh, is that how I say your name? Sedesa? Yeah. Good morning, Sedesa. You're seven, are you? Yeah. When are you eight? Um, March the 10th. Oh, so, oh, so you've got quite a long way to go until you're eight. Yeah. Sort of something like 345 sleeps or something. So that's quite... Did you have a good seventh birthday? Yeah. Did you get lots of presents? Yeah. What did your husband get you? I don't have a husband. You haven't got a husband? OK, I'm just checking on that. So, Lisa, what would you like to say? About um, teachers striking. Yeah, go on. Do you think it's a good idea they're striking, Sir? No. Why? Because I want to learn. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's unusual for a seven-year-old. I thought you wanted to um, uh, uh, watch Mr Tumble and play Xbox. No. No. So are you, are you, have you got the day off school this morning? Yeah. And what are you doing instead? I'm going to go to my auntie's house. Oh, that's not bad. Is, is your auntie fun? 
Yes. There, mm, there was a slight pause there. Is she a little bit strict? No. So you, you're basically you're going to be able to mess around all day. Yeah. Oh, well, today, so listen, I'd enjoy, I'd enjoy it. You can learn a lot from messing around. You can learn sometimes more from messing around than from actually being at school. No. What's your favourite lesson? Um, literacy. Um, OK. Um, uh, do you have a favourite book? Witches. Oh, The Witches? Yeah. yeah. It's good, that book, isn't it? It's good. Have you read, um, uh, have you read The um, Hungry uh, Crocodile yet? Yeah. It's good, it's good that, isn't it? Where he goes, he goes yeah. to the town to eat the kids. I have a message for teachers. Say that again, sorry. I have a message for teachers. Oh, God, what's your message for teachers? That they shouldn't strike. Well, well, well done you, today. So you've put forward your point of view. Um, David Cameron will be proud of you. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy your day at your aunts. OK. Ta-ta, bye-bye. 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ongoing problems on the M25 clockwise. One lane is closed around Junction 20 for Kings Langley after an accident. It's causing long delays with queues on the approach back past Junction 17 for Maple Cross. It's also having a knock-on, really adding to the queues in Kings Langley on the A41 southbound. Very heavy from the Hemel Hempstead turn-off to approach the M25. We had a call in from Richard on the A1M. Got reports that both directions is closed between uh, Junction 4 for Welling Garden City and 3 for St Albans, just through the Hatfield Tunnel on public transport. Greater Anglia has disruption on services via Tottenham Hale, mainly affecting trains towards London. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Right, it's 8.47, it's uh, Wednesday the 26th of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are linking five incidents in Bedfordshire of girls being approached by a man on their way to and from school. The major crime unit is now investigating after a man tried to get a 10-year-old girl into a car in Dunstable. More than 100 schools are closed or partially closed across the three counties this morning. Members of the National Union of Teachers are walking out in a dispute over paying conditions. And in sport, Milton Keynes Dons' playoff hopes suffered a setback as they lost 1-0 at home to Gillingham. Coming up, more of your phone calls, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Georgie. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We've got some initial brightness, but it clouds over today to leave us with a fairly grey day altogether. With quite a few showers around, some this morning, but they're quite isolated until this afternoon when they become more widespread. At times, it'll be fairly heavy as well, perhaps with some hail and thunder mixed in. Now, they're feeding in on a north-easterly breeze, so they're going to be pretty chilly today as well, with temperatures only reaching 7 or 8 degrees Celsius. Now, tonight, they start to peter out through the sea evening, although we have a few more feeding in on, uh, on from the east. We've got a, a bit of a patchy frost is likely in the countryside, perhaps even patchy ice elsewhere, and temperatures close to freezing. And uh, some of those showers tonight could be uh, fairly wintry as well, so you might even see a slight accumulation on higher ground, such as the Chilterns. Tomorrow we've got uh, the odd shower around from first thing, but it's in the afternoon they start to become more frequent. There should be some sunny spells around tomorrow, certainly more in the way of sunshine than today, with temperatures 
reaching 8 or 9 degrees Celsius. So probably another patchy, uh, some more patchy ice and frost tomorrow night. Friday, we've got a cold, brisk wind, so that will be feeling fairly raw at times uh, with showers and longer spells of rain. But Saturday and Sunday looking much better, so mainly dry with some sunny spells. It will be quite breezy, but we should have temperatures in the mid to high teens. That's your latest forecast. BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. On Friday, as part of our Big Tour, I'll be in Hertfordshire exploring Letchworth. I didn't know all the history of the world's first garden city before I came. Meeting the locals who make up the heart of the garden city. The arcade is circa 1920, so that's... uh... That's where it backs from. Discovering the first stamp shop to open in Britain and learning about some of the drama schools in the area. Nick Coffer. Join me in finding out the history of Letchworth Garden City Friday from midday. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the phone number. Last ten minutes of the show. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Jonathan Vernon Smith will be uh, in at nine o'clock doing his thing. Uh, and just a quick reminder as well, of course, there is a weekly podcast, the best of podcast uh, of this show. Uh, it's about an hour long and we record some extra bits and pieces that you won't hear on the radio. I'm not sure there'll be one this week. I'm not feeling the vibe this week. Do you know, I'm feeling a little bit. I'm not feeling the vibe, Catherine, this week. I don't think we've had gold. I don't want to put out a substandard podcast um well maybe we could crack it out in the last nine minutes or maybe we just consign it to tomorrow and the day after we see, we'll see what we can do tomorrow we may be about after. to peak i think we peaked um in uh february uh well january was good yeah january was 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 good february was better march uh, just you know it comes and goes doesn't it comes and goes but if you want to get the podcast while it's there you, you're more than welcome to if you go to the uh, bbc three counties website uh, or if you're on iTunes, you can get it on iTunes. If you type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, uh, at bbc.co.uk, um, it'll pop up, Ian Lee, BBC. pops up and you can have a little look at that and a little shrifty and uh, see if you like. And if you subscribe and leave nice comments about you, then I would, I would literally be forever indebted to you. Imagine that. Wouldn't that be nice? And you can email me as well if you want, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. The front pages of the newspapers, they're all going on about blooming Gwyneth Paltrow and um, the fella from uh, Coldplay. Coldplay, a band that make music for people who don't like music. Robert, are you upset about um, Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Chris Martin splitting up? Um, well, I suppose it leaves the door open for a few of us, doesn't it? Hey, uh, if you, we fancy a go, yeah. that's that's not bad. If you fancy, you could certainly uh, have a go at chatting up Chris Martin. He might be well up what for it. <laughs> no, not not Chris Martin. Oh, the no. other, the other, the other, fan. the other one. Yeah, yes. the other one. Yeah. Well, but what would you what would you like to say? Well, I, well, I've, I've actually got an allotment. Um, oh. Yeah, I know, uh, but oh. they are actually quite good fun. I know that's probably put you off, but um, no, the uh, the song I'd, I'd play on my allotment, I think, would be the Onion song. Um, and I think if you could probably get Justin to sing it, I think he'd know all the words. Oh, uh, is that this Marvin Gaye, isn't it? Yeah, you know, the world is a great big onion, that one. It's a strange attempt at philosophy by Mr Gay to, um, to compare the world to a giant onion. It's an odd well, one, when, isn't it? Well, when you're on the allotment, that's quite often what you do. What, um, what, do, you, it, what do you do on the allotment, Robert? What, where's well, the pleasure? 
there's not only allotment as I should, but um, yeah, I, I've only just started back on it after yeah. years and years of leaving it. But uh, you've got to get the ground right. That's that's the boring bit, which is digging and weeding. But it's the planting and then waiting for them all to mature, and, mm, and obviously the eating. It's uh, but it's it's a social thing as well. You meet lots of people up there. You chat, and uh, and it's the big outdoors, isn't Ju- it? Lots Justin, Justin, you asked for Justin, uh, Robert. He's here. Robert, say hello to Justin. Hello, Justin. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Yeah, no, fine. Up the town. Up the town. I tell you what is going to happen this year, and Ian Lee is going to lose that five pounds to Simon Oxley. Luton Town are going up seventeen points clear. Fantastic. There's, there is still it's time, happen, fellas. There is yeah. still time for them to muff it all up. No, they won't. No, they won't. <laughs> Have faith, and Ian. Yes. Are you going to come to the last game of the season against Forest Green? Not a chance. No. Why? Well, no, because I, I, I went. The only football match I've been to was mm-hmm. uh, Luton Town versus Millwall. Yes. I hated it. Yeah, but come on, this is going to be a celebration. This is a big Will, local news story. Will there be as much racist banter? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. In that case, I'm definitely not coming. Oh, right, OK. You might get come. a ticket. Be lucky to get a ticket. Uh, listen, Justin's got mates in high places. I say high oh, places, right. the commentary box. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Justin, you, no, you're a young man. You don't sound like the kind of guy that will be into allotments, like Robert's. Um, well, I used to be, funny enough. Really? Uh, yeah, well, my granddad was alive. I um, used to have this uh, fantastic allotment, and I used to go there with him once a week. For me, it was a form of escapism. Forget the homework, go to the allotment with your granddad, and um, I have to say, um, what he used to grow there, the runner beans in particular, uh, just never tasted anything like them. You know, you go into a supermarket and you buy them, and they just don't taste the same. But you could, but the thing is, it's so much effort, it's so much work, Just, and you can you can go into Tesco's and you can buy runner beans, you can buy uh, tomatoes, lettuces, they sell lettuces now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, and being lazy, that's exactly what I do, but uh, when my granddad was there, he was retired, uh, he had the time, and he used to get so much pleasure from being on that allotment. It was, uh, as a kid, to see my granddad that happy on the allotment, that meant a lot to me. It's a social thing, isn't it, as mm. well? No, definitely, yeah. You can sit back in your shed and you can get your beer up there and you can admire what's going on elsewhere. Well, and he wasn't uh, drinking beer. Can I just uh, make that point <laughs> clear now? Oh, well, you can have a beer. You can have a beer. That's, you earn it, you see. You earn it first. and then you Imagine have if we built all over those allotments, Robert. Imagine the luxury flats and properties that we could provide. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. No, no, definitely not. No, don't think so. Robert, thank you very much indeed. Justin, you must be devastated about Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, I think I saw that one coming, to be honest with you, because uh, they are both very busy people. She's <laughs> <laughs> Come on, if you look at the facts, he, he's, yes. a, he's a, a massive name in the music industry. She is a, a massive name in the film <laughs> business. They're never going to be together. How can that relationship work if they're never together? Well, I mean, they've, they, they, oh, it's, it's, Scott has just uh, tweeted me. I, I'm going to use indoor language, Justin. Mm. I bloody love Justin Dealey, it says. <laughs> oh, thank you. There you go, you see. You've, added, you've added a touch of class to an otherwise um, uh, d- d- sterile three hours of, uh, of broadcasting. But, but it, it just, I, I don't understand quite why it's front page news, Justin. No, that's exactly. But in saying that, though, Ian, you know, we've been out over the last year or so talking to people about front page stories and yep. what goes on the front page doesn't really affect the public that much these days. Yes, it's sad they've split up. A lot of people feel sorry for them. They've got children, of course. But is that front page news for me? Personally, it's not. Justin Dealey, thank you. Is it a little bit too early in the week to ask what's happening on your Saturday show? Well, I was going to say, I've got a few song titles for you for for the allotment songs. You ready for this? I suppose so. Yeah, the Beatles, dig it. The Mock Turtles, can you dig it? Lamar, time to grow. And, uh, the first record ever played on, on Radio 1, The Move, Flowers in the Rain, oh. which was a mistake. 
Why, I don't understand why you would, you would feel it was necessary to contribute that dross. Well, I just thought it was quite a good phone-in and, um, yeah, it got me thinking. Thanks, Justin. It's OK. It's not, not a problem. Uh, this weekend... I'm not interested. Oh. I've got loads of texts and it's, tweets with the allotment songs. I'm not, we're, we're not doing it's the a big show this weekend. We're not doing the allotment songs anymore. We're not doing the plug for your show this weekend, oh, Justin. Oh, please. Who, who is it? Who are you going to plug? Oh, it's th- this weekend... Is it Paul McCartney's no. brother? No, we're working <laughs> Hey, we've got Paul McCartney. Sprother coming on, Mike McGear. Yeah, so we had some great feedback on that. This weekend we're going to be comps. celebrating. We're yes. going to be celebrating 50 years of Radio Caroline. Oh. Um, hopefully, the Emperor Roscoe going? is going to be on the show. But hang on a second, the, f- the, the 50th anniversary wasn't until Easter. Nah. This now this is where a lot of people have got it wrong. Oh. A lot of people are going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary yep. next month over Easter. Well, Easter fell in 1964 yeah. on this weekend coming up. So we are going to be the first radio station to be celebrating 50 years of Radio Caroline. Can I just get this right? Are we the only radio station to be celebrating Uh, 50 years of Radio Caroline this weekend? For the time being, uh, to my knowledge, yes. Wowzers, okay. Well, Justin, I I really look forward to um, uh, working while you're on air. (laughs) Thanks, boss. You're very welcome. See you later. Ta-ta. First roll news. (laughs) Peace, peace me by Alan, says Alan. Not by Alan, he didn't sing it. He does sing that version, though. Yeah, yeah. I've got a brand new combine harvester. He's, He's just said the song. That's Martin Hitchin. Yep. Oh, on the text, this one's awful, but I'll read it out anyway. Mm. Broccoli too tight to mention. Wow, that doesn't even... That's just really That doesn't bad mean anything. ...from Paul Norman. Well... Parsnip Dutchie. Thank God we've, we've, we've come to the end <laughs> of our careers. That's it, that's your lot. Uh, thank you very much, everyone who took part, almost everyone who took part. Uh, if you want to send me an email, you're more than welcome to ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Uh, stop dialing for me, but if you want to get onto the JVS show, which is coming up in the next couple of minutes, well, you can still carry on dialing if you want. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there's an earlier accident around Junction 20 for Kings Langley. We've still got queues in the area on the approach to before Junction 17 for Maple Cross. Also having a knock-on and really adding to the delays in Kings Langley on the A41 southbound. Queuing from the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and also some delays going back through the centre of Hemel Hempstead heading for the A41. The A1M in both directions, the Hatfield Tunnel is now reopened in both directions. And on the speed sensors in Harpenden, the High Street looking slow in both directions around Station Road. On public transport, Greater Anglia have delays of up to 20 minutes on services via Tottenham Hale, mainly affecting London-bound services at the moment. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, that's it. That's your lot. JVS is up next until tomorrow at six from me. Ta-ta. Vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in. Do you accept that teaching is one of the toughest jobs in the UK? Over a hundred schools across beds, hearts and bucks are affected today as...